What's going on, YouTube nights? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the cover price end of the year report. We got a lot of stuff to get to, so let's get right to it. Bullshit. You know I'm gonna play some music. Why you guys congation? Let's get hear the word. Fellow troglodytes, we Love got it. a full panel here. Some of the most knowledgeable people in that we have over a hundred years of collecting experience. So don't take our word for it, take our experience for it. First on the screen, JB from Discovery Bay Comics. Say what's good. How you doing, everybody? It's JB. I'm actually on vacation here in Ooh. Florida. What crazy, but I'm here for the best, most amazing list. There's like 80-something books on this list. Sit back, relax, pour yourself a cocktail, and get ready for one hell of a show. And one part of the Omni Bros, Gabe Loves Comics. Say what's up, Gabe. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome in. Today, let's talk about the craziest year ever in comic book sales. So let's talk about that data, talk about that experience, and uh, what's going to happen for 2022? Is it going to keep going crazy or what? I think yeah. it's going to go crazy. We've just started. It's going nuts. Speaking about crazy, a.k.a. Jack, Mr. Bolo, say what's up. Oh, what's going on, Lords? Excited to be here. 
definitely happy to review the year that was in comics. It was a big year. And following up, my fellow Dark Side <laughs> Jedi Lord. Of big years. Here we go. I had a big year myself. Gained a few pounds uh, like everybody <laughs> did. Some COVID weight, if you want to put it that way. Um, hey, how about Book of Boba Fett? Man, that was Sir. awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. So next week, what's the over-under on Star Wars books? Uh, we'll Bye. see after <laughs> next uh, Tuesday, Tuesday right? show. We'll see. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, a lot of other runner. news dropped too. So, as always, this show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com. Go to Price Guides, Collections, and Trends. And this here end of year annual report. This is the second year we've done this. Last year, it took us about I don't know two hours to do it. We had Matt and John CoverPrice join us, but uh, we pared it down. We're just going to go off the website and kind of give you the quick and dirty. You can kind of see. And it's more of a generality of what was sold throughout the year so we can kind of see. And you know what? If you read the tea leaves correctly, you, you see what happened in the previous year. Sometimes you can see what happens in the upcoming year. The show is also sponsored by our friends over at krscomics.com. Uh, if you didn't, you still have a chance to get this uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 88, the Inhook Lee variant that drop the signed cover set are sold out but cover a and the unsigned sets are still available this is the first appearance i believe of is it queen goblin or a goblin queen one of the two it's not to be confused with the madeline prior one uh <laughs> also nothing's dropping tomorrow i lied boom uh natalie sanders tech oh, 1050 wow. drops friday at noon nine eastern use discount code of lotlb to save yourself some mcrib money uh absolutely gorgeous so this is i believe tech 1050 Natalie Sanders dropping tomorrow on KRS Comics. Use discount code of LOTLB at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. So uh, make sure you uh, that. And if you're new to the channel, make sure you guys sub up, man. You know, uh, subs have been kind of slow recently, but uh, we want to build up. I'm going to do an FOC show uh, eventually this year as well, too. Maybe get some uh, Gabe or Jack or anybody who wants to do a FOC show with me. We're going to do a FOC, a weekly show, but only five. You know, not going to do a top 10 FOC because it, it, this would be too big. I mean, the top five FOC is probably more important in the collecting world. Um, also, if you're chilly, get yourself a Lord's Alarm Box hoodie. Head over to the geekyswagshop.com. Use discount code LOTLB to get yourself a pullover or a zip up hoodie. Both Ryan and I are spart- sporting yeah, it's ours. It's right cold where I'm at. Yes, it is. As I said, this is the cover price a year in review. As you know, cover price is all about tracking actual real sales data for graded and raw comics. Work hard on accurately gathering sales across multiple marketplaces to give you the best far market, fair market value estimates, i.e. FMVs for your comics updated on a daily basis. In 2021 alone, we tracked the value of just over 3 million copies collectively representing, get this, 130 Point two million dollars worth of comics sold across aftermarket platforms. That's almost double the uh, cover prices numbers from 2020, which was 75 million. As you can imagine, tracking this many sales in just one year allows us to provide our members with this rare end of year perspective. So make sure you sign up for uh, CoverPrice.com. Six nine nine a month, man. It's nothing. You can buy more. You know, well, the I mean, ribs unfortunately stopped. The McDonald's today, and I was very disappointed. While some of these trends are obvious, there were plenty of surprises too. So below. You're going to see two categories, each broken into three lists. Comics that were sold the most units. Well, you know what? Let me just share the screen now so you guys can see um, what I am talking about here. As I seamlessly transition into the year in review. And then I got to take this picture down. And then I got to do whatever. (laughs) 
too much God. clicking. It's seamless. It's I, I seamless. have like 27 it's, it's tabs magic open. It's happening like, behind the scenes right now. It is, it's magic. It is. It is. here. So you guys don't need to see our ugly mugs on here. So uh, the the here's how it's broken down into these categories, okay? So, um, uh, comics that sold the most units in 2021, all, rated and raw, variants, subsequent print-ins, meaning second, third, fourth, fifth print, new stand as opposed to regular, um, you know, direct market. Um, comics that had the highest sales volume in 2021, all graded variants, subsequent printings, and newsstands. Hope you enjoyed the list before and get a good, hard, data, non-curated, agenda-free view of where the comic book aftermarket went last year. So when we say that, hey, don't blame us if these books are on yeah, the list. And you sales. guys bought them. The yep. numbers is the numbers, man. Yo, yeah. Yo, I love that. that. Yeah, so cover price also says, please note, although we do a pretty darn good job of gathering sales data, that's what we do. We don't capture 100% sales of all the time that have taken place across the comic book aftermarket. That said, you can safely assume the actual sales data and values are likely even higher than what we're reporting so below. What you want to do, I would assume, is sign up for a coverprice.com uh, subscription. And when you sell a book off a site, like at a con or in your backyard, you can. There's a choice to put in the dollar value of what that book sold for. I'm assuming they can track it that way, right? No, I mean they they don't use the cover price as a, as a market tool. They have to use actual sales data. So because you can okay, say so they don't track if I sell a book. No, and put what I, I sold mean maybe okay. maybe in the okay. future, but that would be uh, that would kind of be um, commingling of their own stuff. You know what I mean? I mean because cover price doesn't really sell anything, so they really can't. You know, so it have to, they have to use legitimate sales places like eBay, Heritage, My and, Comic and Shop, things like that. If you sell a book on eBay, there's a good chance if it was a record breaker, you're going to see that sale show up on the shakers list. I've seen some of our guys have had shows uh, showing up on there. So, all right, this is a 2021 comics that sold the most units. Our first set of lists and uh, list highlights, which comics sold the most units in 2021. In other words, we counted all the sales we collected for each comic and ranked and ordered them and and ranked ordered them below us also just for some fun we're just showing you their total sales added up to so not only the amount of units sold but how many sales so there's a lot of data that went into this so our first set of lists highlights the standard covers or direct editions non-variants non-subsequent printings that broadly sold the most copies throughout the years this takes into account both graded and raw sales so this is both graded and raw sales what do we got up first jb all right, well, I'm going first, and the first book up is Amazing Spider-Man, issue 361, originally published in 1992 from Marvel Comics, and there was a total unit sold of 1,099 units sold last year. You ready, though? The sales volume, 463,916, and I actually contributed to this because I must have sold at least four of these on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well so done, I mean, sir, well done. yeah, right. I mean, it seemed to be uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage was forever delayed, and then it finally came out, and you know, and then it kind of pootered away. But prior to that lead up to it, I mean, a good year to lead up to it, a lot of people were going kind of crazy on the uh, the Carnage. I mean, after the film, I don't know. I mean, other Spider books have kind of taken off since let there be carnage but you know with venom appearing in the uh in the end game or no way home uh 
end credit scene, spoiler alert, <laughs> for uh, if for the two people on this planet who haven't seen No Way Home yet, uh, you know, there could be more Venom on the list. So uh, number 10 on this list is of many. So if you want to play at home, uh, feel free. You're going to be doing up a lot. Uh, but these are the most units sold. So number 10 on the list is Amazing Spider-Man 361. Speaking of the, the before-mentioned Venom, what do we got next, Gabe? All right, coming up next is number nine, Venom Lethal Protector. Number one, another great 90s comic from Marvel from 1993. Uh, we got a total unit sold of $1,172. And that's a combined total value of sales sitting at $64,661.99. Who would have thunk it? Ah, let me throw a number out there. In 2007, that this book would be on this list, right? Nobody. I mean, nobody. This book was in a dollar bin in 2007. Yeah, this yeah. book was always kind of like a joke for a while and things like that. And and again, this is just the standard cover, so we're not talking about like the error variant. Yeah, the white was it the variant. white cover or the black or the toy toy biz has a variant or, or is that no? I'm sorry, I'm th- keep on thinking of Spider Man 2009. There's an error variant, I think. I yeah, know. there's a there is an error variant. I think it's all black. But it's all black this. variant. Yeah. I watched the movie on the flight over. I don't think I've ever heard the word lethal protector said so many times in a movie before. He must have said lethal protector like 20 freaking times during that movie between Venom and him. It's ridiculous. Which is a lot because it's only a 90 minute movie. <laughs> it's one of the fastest right? How movies. How many times I've... did they say it? It was over. And I over swear again. to God. I went and went to the bathroom in the middle of the movie. I came back and the movie was done. And it wasn't even a number two. I went number one. So, all right. Uh, Venom man. Lethal Protector for most units sold. Number nine on the list. Uh, number eight on the list. What do we got? That's you, JB. Or uh, Jack. Yep, here we've got The Eternals number one from Marvel, published in 1976. Now, this moved 1,305 total units with a total value of $412,171.98. That's not bad at all, man. Uh, I personally thought this, I still think this book is undervalued, to be honest with you. Uh, 100% agree. 100%. This took um, a dive after the movie. Yeah, and the movie yeah, what was happened? great. This yeah, movie I, I, spent I, too much time judging whether or not they liked the movie, and they're missing the key part, which is the which you always have to pay attention to at the end of any time a new Marvel character launches, and that's that one line where it says the Eternals will return. Right. And once yep. you see that, you know this is a sound investment. This should be a book that's maintaining value better than it, it has been. I think it's a great buying opportunity. And it's and it's Kirby and it's always we always talk about this peaks and values of selling right yeah. in between the announcements of news like right now Shang Chi was a sixteen thousand dollar nine point eight book now it's a ten thousand dollar nine point eight book right. but there's going to be a sequel eventually they kind of land in where they're supposed to be like for the longest time like uh, Strange Tales one ten first appearance of Doctor Strange was you know it was oh. easily affordable but then it it kind of went up wow. in price and it kind of settled in a nice little groove of where. It should be for where it, for what it is. You know what I'm saying? So um, I personally, I enjoyed Eternals. I don't know what the knock on it was. It was you wanted the people kept on saying Marvel was formulaic and everything was the same. Well, the Eternals was something totally different, and I dug it. I dug it for what it was, man. And give me some more Black Knight, Dane Whitman. I'm down for it. And Cersei kicking it. Oh man, what's her name? Uh, not Cer- uh Was Cersei? Was it uh, Angelina Jolie? No, uh, uh, Athena. Yeah, Athena kicked. 
ass, man. I'm sorry, but give me more, th- give me more Athena, and we will if you've seen it. And by the way, it comes on Disney Plus in a couple weeks, I do believe. So if you haven't seen it, go peep it out and make your own decision. It's been a just piling on negative reviews and going right. off of what other people say. Yeah. Make your own decision on things. If you don't like it after you've seen it, then you could say it, and then you have an, then you have an informed opinion. All right. So what number eight. Of them? I'm sorry. What do you guys think of the fact that the first two out of the first three books are books that spiked? really huge right at at the trailer and then plummeted because they did that's normal Both. i mean yeah. i mean if, if if you if you follow the collecting market that's kind of the trend of what happens right after right you know director actor announced spikes trailer comes out book goes absolutely crazy or for or like a, if something gets optioned especially if it's a smaller title book it'll spike i mean if you think about uh god country spiked when somebody said that they're i'm not going to invoke his name but somebody said that they were working on the screenplay right and then the book teetered away and then finally we got a director for it and uh, i do believe a production company so it did you just got to read the tea leaves and realize when is a good time to buy and when's a good time to sell you know um yep. sell on news don't buy on news for Peaks you and values ladies and gentlemen exactly. Peaks and Peaks and values. that'd be yeah. the name of a new show there's always that spike of it's like three spikes. It seems like it's the announcement spike, it's the casting spike, and yeah. then your your first uh, like look at the movie or whatever kind of spike. Yeah, I mean, best right. best and, example of that is um, uh, the the kid for who's going to play Eros, uh, Star Fox, right? Mm-hmm. When he showed up in the trailer for Eternals, that book went crazy, and it was just an appearance by him. Um, and now that he's coming into the MCU, so there you go. All right, so number eight on the unit uh, list for most units sold is Eternals, number one from 1976 of Jack Kirby goodness. We got for number seven, right? Well, oh, we gotta have a Miles on here. Number seven is no surprise. <sighs> Lucky number seven, Ultimate Fallout, number four uh, from 2011. We had 1,371 units sold for a total sales number of 1,416,000. Four hundred and fifty-four dollars and eleven cents. That was the shipping, I guess. I mean, somebody do the math on that, but wow. uh, that's a pretty damn good. If, number, if you look baby. at this, let's see. Here's simple, dirty, sale. muddy math. Let's look at number ten. Thousand units sold four hundred sixty-three thousand. That's pretty good. Uh, Eleven hundred units sold for sixty-four thousand, which that's doesn't seem like a lot. Uh, Thirteen hundred units sold for four hundred thousand. And then Ultima Fallout came. It's almost the same unit sold, a little bit double more it. than Eternals, Over but good wow. Lord, 1.4 million in sales. Truly, truly, Miles Mania will, I, it will, can, it will. Lately, there's been rumors about the kid from Blackish. I think he was seen at the red yeah, carpet. taking pictures with everybody. Yeah, and automatically they assumed that, you know, you know, maybe it's because, you know, Blackish is ABC, is the parent company of Disney, and, you know, and he got tickets, maybe he showed up, or, you know, maybe there's I mean, nothing maybe to it. Maybe he's but. trying to promote himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that would did be it. smart, right? So there's, that's been, average. there's been rumors around him for years, though. There's been rumors that he he was the one that they had tabbed that they liked working. I mean, with. his name is already Miles, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, this Miles playing Miles. Yeah, this then book's going to come up four character. more times tonight. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a new name now because even after um, uh, it, Cobra Kai debuted, there was a lot of people who thought the young kid from Cobra Kai could be a future Miles Morales. So I, there's always going to be somebody that people are going to tap and say that's the one. It'll be interesting to see until we see it. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking so forward to see him uh, do the Blue Beetle, that kid. Edward's yeah, right. It's about a thousand bucks a pop. And, and the fact that they just moved that from an HBO Max 
uh, project to a feature film it bodes well for yeah, wow. what that cool. movie looking like. Good for that kid, man. That's yeah, dope. nothing worse than day in day release for streaming and theatrical to kill your box office numbers, man. So number seven on the list, Ultimate Fallout. Number four, four, the true first appearance of Miles a Morales. Millie, a Millie, a Millie. Number eight on the list. What do we got? All right. Oh, no, yeah. number six on the list. Number Yeah, because you're going in reverse order, right? Uh, yeah. Number six on the list, we've got Moon Knight, issue number one, originally published in 1980 from Marvel Comics. And I can't read the stats, but their total unit sold right around 1300 again. So 1376 with a total sales value of 190 grand. Remember, you can't get Marvel Spotlight. You're not getting his first appearance on the cheap. This is still really affordable. Yeah. I mean, it just goes, I mean, this is one of those those things where I can't get the first appearance. I can't, you know, get the the second appearance, you know, then I'm going to get this. Just for contrast, I just want to go back to Miles again. Almost yep. the same amount of units sold and wow. they and Miles did 1.4 million dollars. That's incredible. But uh man, when Moon Knight, when it actually when we do get the actual, you know, Disney Plus, oof, this book's yeah, going to go crazy. This this is great too cuz it's uh, it's early Bilson Kevich. And uh, Moon Knight back here, it was a uh, a direct market exclusive. It wasn't a newsstand book. At the time. That's right. Only only for direct markets at the time. It was a, it was a test when the direct market was first coming out. So that's uh, really fun about it. I remember as a kid, there were some other books like Marvel Fanfare were books that you could only get direct market, meaning you they only sold to comic shops. You couldn't get them on the newsstand. Like uh, there were some other like prestige format or more expensive books like you couldn't get on the newsstand uh, that you could only get. And I specifically remember Marvel Fanfare because it was like a there were. Any of the deluxe type books that you wouldn't you wouldn't find them at Seven Eleven, right? They would just sell them directly to comic book stores. So you know that's so that's pretty cool, especially Moon Knight. I, correct me if I'm wrong, Gabe. But was this a bi monthly when it first came out? I, I don't it, even think this is a monthly. Yeah. Huh? No, it was bi monthly for a while. It, it yeah. was It was a test. It, it was a character nobody knew about. It was a built-in character nobody knew about. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was a uh, it was bi monthly. Came out every other month yeah. for a while. Yeah, so before Image came out with their bi monthly titles because they were delayed in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> in the eighties, Marvel and DC actually had books that came out every two months because they were just figuring that nah, we don't know if people are going to buy this on a monthly basis. And then we now we look back and see how silly we were. What were we thinking back then? There's All right, so, like that too before Frank Miller took over. Yeah, and your knowledge, example. Gabe, is incredible. Yeah. God, so um, Moon Knight, number one, coming in number six for the most units sold in 2021. What do we got for number five? Mm. Got to be another Spider-Man book. No, number five, another Spidey book. We're looking at uh, Spider-Man Unlimited number one from Marvel, another 1993 issue here. Total sales, 1,483 units with a total value sale coming up of $63,488.23. This is another one of those books that was just a dollar book kind of laugh because of the ultimate yeah. carnage or the maximum carnage. Maximum carnage, yeah. Yeah. Great. Now, what's 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 the significance of this? Just the title? What is there a first it was, appearance? It was the first appearance of Shriek. Shriek, Shriek, that's right. Yeah, Shriek. yeah. She, and was she was good. in the movie. She was good in the movie. Yeah, she was pretty good. Yeah, but um, this is one of those things where 1993, they printed the shit out of this book. This, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, across Maximum Carnage was across multiple storylines. Spider-Man, you know, they, yeah. you know, Marvel had a history of doing this. They did it with uh, uh, Wolverine. 
multiple storylines. And even the Punisher had at one point he had his own ongoing stories, and he had the Punisher War Journal, and then yeah. you know they you know they and then Spider Man at one point had five ongoing. If I think Amazing Spider Man, Web of Spider Man, Spectacular Spider Man, Marvel Team Up, and one more I'm missing. Just Spider Man. And just Spider-Man, that's right. McFarlane kind of reignited that and just said, yo, I'm going to do it, but just call it Spider-Man. And then (laughs) then that got hot again. So Yeah, they were doing the uh, Maximum Carnage storyline that crisscrossed every title. And they added a new title, which was Spider-Man Unlimited, just to put more books into it. That's right. <laughs> there you go. So uh, that's not bad when we look at the average sales of 63000 compared to the uh, the other ones. So number five on the list for most units sold for 2021 is Spider-Man Unlimited number one. All right. This is probably mm-hmm. a late one on the list, but man, did it move a lot of units. What do you got for number four? We're Who's talking next? about... Sorry about that. I didn't realize I was still on mute. We're talking about Spider-Man 2099, number one from Marvel in 1992, which moved a staggering 1,538 units with a total value of $74,754.43. And this is, uh, to me, I feel because we do the top 10 list for like 10 years now. To me, this seems to be a recent addition because of the Across the Spider-Verse trailer. And we got to see a Spider-Man 2099. I mean, to me, that seems like it's a recent bump in sales. But that is a lot of units moved. 1,500 units moved are that equal $74,000 yeah. for easily a dollar bin book back in the day, man. I wonder because if Matt could comment if that was all late back loaded or if this is a consistent seller like a spawn is where, you know, it sells every year. Because remember, he was no. in the end credit scene of the first movie. But so J- we knew J- he was coming. That's what I was going to say, JB. I th- when I first started setting up at, at cons, some of the OG dealers that were trying to school me used to tell me, like, have books like spider-man 2099 because it just sells all the time not for a lot of money but it just always sells it always moves units it's always a book that what people have to have in their pc so when you're just starting out and you're new in comics it's a book people are going to pick up Mm -hmm. and it's it's going up in value now because of all of this movie spec but i think it's a book that people always want it's a cool cover it stands out yeah, and uh, it's a good chance that, who knows, it could get its own uh, animated series. So so Spider-Man 2099, number one, from 1992, units sold in 2021, 1,538 for a total sales of nearly 75 grand. Not bad, mm-hmm. not bad at all. All right, we uh, oh, remember this book. What do we got for number three? This one is on the hot list a lot as well x-men number four from 1992 we had 1587 units sold for a total sales this year of 139,154 dollars and 35 cents omega red yeah and i think it was on our our cover price top 10 list that this was one of the books that appeared on the top 10 the most in 2021 Uh, people speculated that it was going to be part of Black Widow simply because he was Russian and things. Like, I mean, it's just one of those books that no, have been. Didn't he show up in a Deadpool scene? Like a cut scene. Yeah. It was like yeah. a cut oh, scene. From oh, it was a cut scene. It wasn't right. in the movie. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know. This is also one of those books like Jack was talking about. That's always a seller. People always love this book. This oh, is yeah. a great cover and everything like that. Part of the Jim Lee, uh, John Byrne era of X-Men. 
Yeah, and you know, this is one of those things where people are just like, you know what, I'm going to buy it because as soon as you know character comes, I'm going to sell it. That's I. That's <laughs> at least my opinion is. People aren't sitting on Omega Red like, I'm going to keep them. They're like, I'm going to buy them up. Because whenever somebody has a copy, they normally have like 10 or 15 of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, uh, 1,500 units sold for an, an, a near uh, 140,000 for uh, X-Men number four from 1992. Ah, the good old, that was the, the that is the, the heyday of Spider-Man, of X-Men when you think about <laughs> Prime. it. That's the peak, that Jim Lee time, the that in, after Chris uh, Claremont left and John Byrne took over? Uh, I hate to talk about it again, but if you watch the Chris Claremont documentary, he actually says Jim he Jim Lee made him quit X Men, uh, yeah. because writing X Men because he's like I don't you know I don't agree with what he's doing with it you know like uh, one of his main complaints was also bringing back Jean Grey like you know Chris Claremont was one of the old school guys was like hey if I kill a character off I want them to remain dead and then they brought her back in. Um, X Factor, the original X Factor. Uh, they oh, back back right, yeah. uh, Jean Grey. So watch that Chris Claremont documentary. It's really it's great. great, man. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's on Amazon too. So I think you get it for yeah, free. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Yeah. So, yeah, Jim uh, Lee right. was Jim Lee was taking over as the scripter at the time. So he was just getting or the plotter and the plotter. So he Claremont. was just uh, so people. Who, so for those comic book people who aren't or maybe new or maybe don't understand the you know sometimes you'll see uh, story and script by so and so and inks and pencils and everything else. Well. Somebody could actually plot it, but not actually write the dialogue, meaning they can just say, this is what the story is. But, you know, you work on what the actual details of the actual scripting is. You know Marvel what I mean? Style. Yeah, exactly. Marvel bullpen, bullpen style. Uh, if we have Spider-Man 2099 on the list, then, you know, we're going to have to have Amazing Spider-Man number 365. What have we got for number two? And what are the I might as well do it since I already talked about it. So. Yeah, you already <laughs> did it. Tivo, go for it. All right. <laughs> I'll just do it since I haven't been doing much. Number two on the list is Amazing Spider-Man number 365 from Marvel 1992. Total units sold set 1755 for a whopping $108,000 of sales because of the Spider-Man 2099 preview in the book. So, you know, whatever, you know, between this book and this book, you know, it's whatever it is. I will say this. In my opinion, this is a hard book to cut, uh, to get a 9.8. It's a thick book and it's a black cover um, it's just, I don't know. These, okay. it's not <clears> even <throat> a double page book. It's like a triple page book. It's, it's huge. It's a huge, huge book. And so, well, and they made a ton of them too. So, you know, you never the double know. Double whammy man. is 9.8 in a newsstand because look at 92, oh. you know, that was 10% or 15% yeah. run. Yeah. And these are cool little gimmicks that they did across the entire Spider-Man run line uh, when they did these hologram covers. All right. So what uh, we have unlike for the, number um, one. Unlike the other one where I think that sold all year round with 2099, I think this one is definitely, if you look, if we asked Matt, he'd probably say this is all backloaded because it's so cheap. So as soon as that well, broke, look. people saw this and just well, crushed. 1,500 units for 74,000 as opposed to 1,700 units for 108,000. So, um, Jeep. you know, yeah, that's, that's uh, not, not really if you think about it. Uh, somebody do the math in there in the live chat. I don't have a calculator with me. Come on. All right. Yeah. What do we have, number right, one, number for one? the most units sold in 2021? Uh, I guess I'll take this one, right? Yeah. So number one is going to be that book we talk about all the time because it sells all the time. Spawn, issue number one. Originally published in 1992 from Image Comics, and it had a total unit sold last year of 1,957 for a total sales volume of 156 grand. But still, almost 2,000 copies sold of a book for no real, I mean, no huge reason. It just sells. 
I I thought everybody owned a copy to be. I, I don't know where they're coming from. It's like it, it, it's like Tom McFarlane sitting on some and just selling. Them. I mean, it's like it, it's, I'll tell you what it is. It to me the fact that books like this, books like Spider Man twenty ninety nine, books like Spider Man Unlimited were on this list shows the health of the comic book market. We are adding new collectors at such a rate year in and year out and these collectors are starting their collections from scratch so they are buying the books that we all take for granted because we've had them for years and these are the books that are moving volume and turning over year in and year out because they're the ones you have to have in your pc i know i feel and i feel bad stupid now that i gave away spawn issues 51 through 100 uh, but i kept one through 50 and then uh, there's some cool you know people are starting to really the first 20 issues of spawn is some of the best cover art you'll ever see uh and any any title man some um you know and some of the stories not written by todd mcfarland are pretty good <laughs> you know? oh yeah you got you got uh, neil gaming you got alan moore you got oh, frank yeah. miller you got a uh, 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 uh Paul Simon, not Paul Simon, but yeah, there's a lot. Oh, yeah, Simon and Garfunkel wrote it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave Sim, Dave Sim, that's where. Yeah, Dave about. Sim. Uh, there's also that famous Spawn cover with uh, Dave Sim's creation on it. What's his name? Uh, Cerebus. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Cerebus. Yeah. So number one for most units sold, our good old friend Spawn. Just wait till there's a trailer if we ever get a trailer for most units sold. All right. So in summary, as you recall, spawn number one was 2019's top book, then fell to number three in 2020, letting Miles and Punchline take the top two spots. But this year he's back on the top. Fun fact, spawn is the number one in the top is number one is the top across all our user collections with a whopping 2,024 copies. While Miles Morales' appearance slipped from number one to number seven this year, it crushed all other books in terms of price more on that later see the highest sales volume and graded selection below <laughs> aside from spawn this list was dominated by marvel specific specifically marvel based content is clearly one of the biggest aftermarket movers marvel dominates the marvel comic book comic book content space it's also clear how amazing investing in spider-man based book was in 2024 or 2021 we have venom the lethal protector number one spider-man unlimited number one and asm 361 driven by venom let there be carnage the movie then you have the teaser for spider-man into the spider-verse that lit a massive fire under spider-man 2099 but despite him appearing at the end of the very first film see it just goes to show you when when the first animated movie came out it merely caused the market to move all that much. What's crazy about 2099 in his late edition in this, uh, what's crazy about 2099 is his late edition in 2021. These sales were mainly from, and JB, just well, you were asking, man, about that. These sales were mainly just from November to December, and it still Holy. made the most units sold. So that's just amazing about Spider Man 2009. That's what I was saying. I was like, that's it was, it was a recently made, made our list. Uh, Moon Knight on the list reminds folks that he has big plans for 2022. And then there's X Men number four. A first appearance of Omega Red in the number three position. He was rumored to be in the Falcon Winter Soldier, then WandaVision, and then Black Widow. <laughs> there was a lot of wishful thinking that didn't pan out, yet those rumors were so consistent that they made the list for a second year in a row now. And I think people are just hard-headed and stubborn. They're going to continue to buy it because they're just thinking eventually it's going to happen. So there you go, boys and girls. Shall we take a little break? Yeah, we'll take a little break, man. And uh, what do we hear from word from our sponsor, uh, myslabs.com, while you guys are congregating? Uh, so just give yourself, because we still got a long way to go, boys and girls. A long night. Pace yourselves. Tired of paying 10%, 15%, or more to sell your cards, comics, and digital collectibles? How does 1% sound? Too good to be true? Well, not anymore. 
MySlabs.com is the web's premier user-driven marketplace for buying and selling slabbed cards, sealed wax, and now, slab comics and digital collectibles. So the next time you're forced to pay 10% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com and join the 1% revolution. Do All it. Right. I've had great success on that place, man. Sold four books on there so far. Yeah, and yeah, save yourself a grip of cash, not paying yes, sir. fees. All right, so uh, next up on the list is a pretty exciting one. This is comics that sold the most units. Variants. Uh, we'll start again. We'll start again from scratch. And JB, you can be. Uh, right, you start off number again. one, so we don't lose. So, we love variants so much that we pulled the data for the top fifty variants just to see for ourselves. We'll figure out a way to show the rest of it. But for now, enjoy the top 10. I was like, thank God I don't have to do 50 of these. But... <laughs> All right, so uh, this is the most units sold for variants. What do we got for number right. 10? So the number 10 most units sold variant is Black Adam Endless Winter Special. Number one, the Boss Logic cover. Originally published in 2020 from DC, this had a total unit sold at 281. One of them was mine, and a total sales volume of fifteen thousand four hundred and forty-seven. Wow! Yeah, because you know, Boss Logic doesn't do a lot of variants. So when you know when but that's when also he, a dope cover. Yeah, it is. Uh, he does a lot of like just like a uh, fan art. He does some po- movie poster art, but you know, rarely do you see Boss Logic. Um, you know, do I mean for the longest time I didn't even know what his sound was. I didn't even know he was he wasn't even American. He's like uh from South Africa or somewhere, somewhere I uh, wanna say Australia. uh Australia. he's Australian, yeah, close to South Africa. It's down there, man. They, you know, you yeah, they, they, may they... be seeing some cool variants from him this year and some uh convention attendance appearances as well. So yeah, you got to think he he demands top dollar for the variants that he he sells. I I I I've people have lifted the curtain behind for, for me for the pricing on some of the variants that the artists do. And let's just say, it's, uh, why should they do internal arts when they can just make a living and making covers? You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, uh, yeah. you know, they, they got paid well for could, it. You couldn't do that in the eighties and nineties, but you can make a living off just doing covers and not internal art nowadays. So uh, number when two, I was working with torpedo, we had uh J Scott Campbell and uh, Adam Hughes at doing the signing. And they were talking how, uh, internals like doing interior comics that's a young guy's job like you can't do that yep. when you have a family and you got kids and you're married and stuff like that yeah so yeah the it's pressure yeah the pressure of deadlines and everything you got to get and you got to yeah. you got to work with the writer to you know you got to be you know the writer's got to give you a screenplay and you guys kind of work together i mean we've seen how fractured like relationships have gotten with like john Byrne and chris claremont and if you think about other teams where you know you know, Byrne and Claremont famously clashed on X Men, where you know Byrne wanted more of this, that, and the other, and eventually they just go watch the yeah. go watch the Chris Claremont documentary. I'm telling you, it's fantastic, man. It <laughs> this is movie awesome. hasn't even come out yet. I bet you this book ends up on the list again next year. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you know once the uh, full trailer drops, it'll get even hotter. But I mean, this is just dope anyway. It's just, you just don't really ever see them at all. So, number ten on the list for most units sold variants for 2021: Black Adam, the Endless Winter Special, number one from Boss Logic, a 281 units for 15 grand. Not bad at all. Ah, we haven't seen her in a while. What do we got for number nine? All right, number nine is a Joker number two, the Libra Mayho cover uh, from DC in 2021. This thing sold a total units of 308 with a total value of sales at $3,587.32. Yeah, That's so a beautiful this, cover. I love Libra yeah. Mayho's work. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is a punchline. Remember last year was a summer Ooh. punchline, but uh, if you look at the, look at the units sold here, 308 for only 3,500. Whereas I bet this black Adam sold only 281 units, but $15,000 worth of sales. So I'm pretty, yeah. pretty sure once we move through this list, you're going to see some other staggering numbers here, but these are new variants. But so well, number two, this, this one, this one exploded because it's the first appearance of vengeance, the daughter of Bane. Mm. Yeah. Are these okay. exclusive, like store exclusive covers? No, or? This, this was a this was a cover B. This was okay. a that's what's that's why while it's a smaller number, it's it's pretty impressive because this was originally like a four dollar cover price book. Yeah, because DC doesn't do many ratio variants. They do typically A and Bs. Very, very rarely yeah, you see you. them do one twenty fives and one fifties and one and one hundreds. You know, they're uh, getting so. more into it though. It seems like they're, yeah. they're they are. About they it. are. They're adding into it. For sure. All right. So number nine on the list for most units sold variants. Number Joker number two, the Lee Bermejo from 2021. All right. Ah, for Star Wars book on the list. Yeah. What do we got for number eight? All right. We're looking at Star Wars, the High Republic number one, Ario Antidato, Marvel in 2021. And this moved 325 units with a total sales volume value of six thousand six hundred and eighty five dollars and ninety eight cents yeah can you remember the hype when um the high republic came out right you know and people were just gobbling up and people still gobbling up and then i mean just recently tales of the jedi you know mm -hmm. a little little spoiler a little photo dropped and people went crazy for that uh, dark for the dark horse book uh but this is basically Relaunched Star Wars with brand new storytelling across different platforms. I think novels, uh, young people novels. I mean, IDW had a, has a Star Wars book mm -hmm. and Star Wars. So this is kind of Marvel kind of rebooting it in the old characters. I mean, you do have a young Yoda in this series, but besides that, all the characters are new, but from a old era, I guess is the best way to put it. So number eight on the list of Star Wars, The High Republic. Number one, the Ario and the Eh, whatever. What, what Jackson <laughs> does. Does. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hey, surprised if I finally seen th this book on here. Yeah. What do we got for number seven? We've got Department of Truth number one, Jenny Friesen. And uh, we've got 341 total units sold this year for $10,290. That's a pretty great sales record right there. That is. I mean, if you let's say in comparison to, you know, everything else this is the well besides my okay. item which is <laughs> but right. uh the department of truth was you know uh, you know it just came out of nowhere you know yeah. department yeah. of truth if you think about you know it, all that but it had a ton of variants in when you think about it and then i think this year may you know many people say they've been jenny Frieson fans for years but i think this last year or a year and a half she kind of really took off uh doing dc variants as well as doing this kind of this her department of truth uh, image book so department of truth number one sold 341 units in uh 2021 that's pretty amazing all right, what do we got for number six? All right, at number six, we've got Venom, issue number 32, the Ryan Brown Marvel versus Alien cover. Um, we had a total unit sold of 367 with total sales volume of five grand, 5,400. This cover is sick. I actually have this. That whole run, I don't know if you guys collected the Alien covers. They were freaking awesome, man. There was a good series of them. I actually did a video on it. 
Yeah, it's a very cool painted looking cover. Very painted, like when I say painted, like Joe Jusco type painted mm-hmm. cover. Um, um, and so I'm surprised it's on the list. To be honest with you, um, you know, Venom number well, Venom number thirty two uh, wasn't was, was it that a key? Wonder if wasn't that key. the? I'm trying to think. Venom number three was the first appearance of one of those characters. That's uh, uh, what, remember it was the summer of like Codex no, and Virus and all those weird characters. That character every other week. Come on, that a certain artist that was. Yeah, uh, I think this one was just a cover art play. This was one yeah. that was a twenty dollar book the weekend it came out. So I think it was just one of those books that moved yeah. a lot of units. It was a random also, King and Black tie-in too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's also nostalgia too, because you know this when people find out that Alien was, you know, Marvel was doing Alien comics again, they assumed that you know, oh, Disney has the IP to do Alien movies too, which I seriously doubt they do. It's like a interesting fact is I was just reading online about. Um, there you go, Matt Devoe. Hey, what's up, Matt? Just a cool cover. Um, that the the character Gargantos. Uh, that shows up on the Lego toy or whatever toy for Into the Multiverse of Madness. It's supposed they can't use Shuma Garath because uh, Robert E. Howard's estate owns the theatrical rights to Conan the Barbarian, and Shuma Garath is part of the Conan Barbarian uh, 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 library of characters. So they could do it in comics, because obviously Marvel owns the uh, the IP for comics for Conan, but the theatrical release for Conan still belongs somewhere else. Uh, the, the Robert E. Howard estate, his kids or his grandkids and whoever has it. So it's interesting. I read this article. Somebody did the digging, and they found out that they had to – it's Shuma Garath, but it's Gargantos in name only, uh, because they couldn't use Shuma Garath, because apparently he's been in the Conan books in the past. So go look it up, I guess, Shuma Garath. Wow. So Venom number 32, the Ryan Brown – Marvel versus Alien. That's a dope-ass cover. I need to go get me one now. Well, all right. Well, another Jenny Frieson book, and something is what? Something is Killing the Children, number one. The Jenny Frieson unlocked cover uh, is our number five from IDW 2019 cover. <laughs> awesome sales of uh, 372 copies. Total value $80,000, Where's my calculator? Cents. Good Lord. That's that's monster right there. Yeah, because I was just looking at these other ones. Ten. Uh, well, Jenny Frieson also had number seven for 10 grand. Uh, and so three. So her Department of Truth, number one, 341 units for 10 grand. Her Something is Killing the Children, number one, 372 units for $80,000. That is that's 30 bucks that's, a piece. The That's first one was thirty bucks healthy, a piece. Very the healthy second one is two hundred and seventeen dollars a pop. Yeah, I feel like two thousand and twenty-one was the year like something is killing the children in the Department of Truth, or just comics with long titles. To you know, you know, there was it was, it was always like <laughs> kids go to a bank and yeah, it's like <laughs> nice house on the left. Yeah, the nice house. Yeah, Imagine. nice house on the yeah. It's like all there's all official option announcement this year as well. Exactly. Yeah, it's coming to Netflix, right? I do believe. Yep. Um, yeah. So uh, IDW doing some big things. So number five in the the list of most units sold for variants. Something is killing the children. Number one, Jenny Frizan. I'm gonna say Frizan because it sounds French to me and it sounds cool. I'm gonna keep it. All right, number four. I got two of these. We're talking about Iron Man number twelve, the Raza Miles Morales Spider Man oh, DJ yeah. variant. From Marvel in 2021, it moved 440 units for a total sales of $9,326.32. This is just a cool variant. It's so cool, man. Yeah, this is great. I, Especially for this I show. Have, yeah, yeah, I have two of these. 
And I can also, I can't disclose who it is, but I can tell you that RZA said he's not doing this pose ever again. Uh, he was asked to do uh, another DJ variant, and he's like, nope, I, this is perfect. I'm not going to do it. Uh, he, he It's not perfect. He did screw up the uh, needles. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he's not a DJ because of the way that the Beatles are. But, you know, who knows? Maybe they're not really techniques. You know, it's in a fantasy land anyway. Right, but, right, right, right. but he was asked to do another um, uh, DJ cover like this. It was so hot for another character. And he said, nah, you know, I'll just keep it as it is. So it may be something that is uh, is part of uh, something. You got to respect know, it, that. But it's so random. Yeah, because it's, it's almost like Iron it, Man you know, book. Because right now, book. you get his books are so homage that they're, they're overdone so many different times. And obviously, this is homage to the Bruce Lee one, right? Uh, the one I know, even prior to when Mike uh, Tony Stark had his, I bought mine from uh, from uh, the Bruce Lee website, and Bruce Lee website even sells them now. Um, that the one with the Bruce Lee DJing. I mean, this is the this is the homage to that pose. I mean, it's D, it's Bruce Lee, same angle, same hand gestures, everything. But it's kind of it's kind of perfect that it's Miles Morales because you know um, if you watch uh, into the, the first Miles Morales animated film, there's a very heavy hip hop influence to it. Absolutely loved it. There's a scene oh, where they're doing the, the graffiti and there's a really dope mix. If you play listening in the back and your head, if you listen to it, it's like it's like a quick little mega mix of like a classic hip hop jams. And it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. If you watch it, watch that part when they're doing uh, him and his uncle, the prowler, uh, they're doing some graffiti on the subway wall and they play this this mix in the background and it's absolutely dope, man. So good to see this on the list because I got two of them. So I may, you know what? Time, this will be on my list of books to get graded, man. So uh, 444 units sold for 9,300,000 or 93,000. <laughs> not bad. Not Jenny Frieson level yet, but still pretty good, man. Uh, speaking of yeah. uh, homages, what do we got for number three? We have Stray Dogs number one. This is a Silence of the Lambs homage. And it sold 465 copies this year. And it had a total high sales, $27,284. I mean, this book, in my opinion, is one of the hottest books of 2021. Not is, this is book me, in general, uh, but just this total. Uh, yeah, and series. to me, 2021 yeah, is like the year movie variant, uh, movie poster homages really took off. because. Yeah. They've been around for a, over a decade now. Uh, you know, you well, know. I have. New Fifty Two did a ton of them. Uh, one month, whole month, I think they did. Yeah, a bunch of I, have, I have a Batman one where they homage the Matrix. I also have the one where they homage into the Dragon uh, for that. Because so DC was doing the homages to movies, and then Marvel was doing uh, hip hop uh, variants. The they cover, were doing homages yeah. to album yeah. covers. Yeah, so it was a nice little mix of both. You know what I, I mean? I posted if you the like Superfly. It's a Superman one on Instagram yeah. the other day. That's the cool cover. It's a super. Yeah. It's the Superfly cover. <laughs> yeah. So first time Stray Dogs made on this. It was a hot book in 2021 too. So uh, Stray Dogs number one, a Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Carice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's really right. gross if you have headphones on. What do we got for number two? All right. At number two, we've got Spider-Man issue number one, the Silver Edition, published in 1990 from Marvel Comics. There was 656 of this sold which is amazing to me for 29,600, the silver, it was there, the silver, the gold, the bronze, how many platinum. covers? There's a platinum, platinum one. Yeah, the there's platinum. a platinum one. Yeah. 
And I mean, yeah. the plan one looks closer to this, but it's this bit, it's more silver. It's just the, I guess. it's, 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 more it's just a logo. It's just a logo that's yeah. like silver. Everything else yeah. is normal. And, you that know, thing this is a, a ghost. I've only seen like two in my life. The platinum. Yeah. Uh, but still dope. This is obviously the height of, you know, Todd McFarlane coming off of Amazing Spider-Man doing his own thing, doing, launching the Spider-Man into ridiculous poses on covers that have been homage ever since. <laughs> and he even go, homages he even, himself on this a couple of times. <laughs> he even says Todd after Todd. Yeah, you know, that's a famous thing about the homage versus the... Uh, um, uh, Swipes. Swipe, yeah. An homage is, you know... I, you can mix and match the two because sometimes people don't say somebody before Todd, but I think, I think Tom McFarlane is the first one to say that, but say somebody after someone, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Tom McFarlane is the one that kind of started that trend. Cause I've seen, I've seen uh, Stephen Platt say uh, Platt after Todd uh, before when he did the Moon Knight cover that uh, that homage uh, ASM three hundred one or is it three hundred? Uh, if you see it on Stephen Platt's Moon Knight run. So, all right, Spider-Man number one, the silver, 656 units sold man oh man that is crazy i'm I'm curious to find i haven't looked at this list yet so i don't know what's number one what is number one we're back with the star wars the high republic number one now with stephanie hans variant from marvel in 2021 now this cover moved 705 units with a total sales value of 29,000 nine hundred and twenty four dollars and thirty seven cents nice hmm. Give me yeah, I mean, Q, step- jb it, 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 yeah well, this i, I just there was, I was <laughs> did the last one there were so was, many was, covers was, for this when it came out it's kind of you know i think i was this the one in 25 when it came i'm trying to think what this was this was uh, the one in 20 yeah this was the one in 25 um there was actually two i think two one in 25 if i'm not mistaken but that this was the one that kind of early on the speculators tabbed as the book to get uh and then and then it kind of waned a bit there's a lot of exclusives that people really like um but it's clear with two different books on high republic number one that people were buying heavily into that title so question it's in a 42 dollar average where does that put it against what it should have been it it all depends on how much your lcs what's the one in 25 supposed to be Come on. There is no supposed to be. There's no MSRP, uh, MSRP for it. I mean, right. my LCS needs some sort of scale that that No, there isn't. It's regular. up to your it's up to your LCS. If your LCS sucks, they'll charge you 100 bucks. If your LCS is cool, they'll charge you 30 bucks. It yeah, all depends. I mean the old school logic was like to sell at ratio. So if it's a 1 in 25 variant to sell it for $25. Yeah. Okay. But but the market ultimately ends up determining what that secondary market value because those variants never really because they don't have the MSRP uh, to Tebow's point, there's no like first market where there's a standardized pricing. It's whatever. Yeah. And market. most of these, are, the most of these are FOMO. The day it drops, you know, their your LCS maybe had. Well, people were high, ordering this in pretty high in amount, so maybe your LCS had two of them, maybe three of them, right? Well, but, we're hearing that that's not a 125. That's actually a cover B. Oh, track. cover B. So that's the thing is that's even more impressive to be oh, at that sort of oh. value proposition. So 42 bucks for a cover B. That's right, an open order book. I think it was under-ordered for sure. You know, it's before, before the big pandemic hit for, for Star Wars, and they I were really this, quiet. They couldn't find Star Wars books. Nobody yeah, there was it. a ton of covers for this, but I'm trying to think this is the only one that actually had Yoda on it, uh, if I remember, when uh, for Star Wars The High Republic number one came out. Because Yoda is really the only legacy character that's in the series that I can, that I can recall there. And Yoda is relatively young. He's, he's, I think he's still a Jedi master, but he's not like old, old, old as you know, 
Uh, but yeah, I'm telling you, I mean, people sleep on Star Wars High Republic, but, it, but if it ever gets developed into live action, people can go back and look at the first appearances on some of these books and then, and you know, the novels, everything. So, you know, uh, and it's still going strong to this very day. IDW has it. They, they've had some spinoff series and, and look what it did for, I mean, look at what the book of Boba Fett's going to do when the Mandalorian comes. I always tell you guys, first appearance of now, first appearances that appear in Disney Plus when they first appear in the comics after the fact is going to be amazing. When the Mandalorian and Grogu first appear in comics, you don't think that people are going to swap that up because I read somewhere it was supposed to come out, um, the comic for the Mandalorian and Grogu, but because of the pandemic, it got pushed back. Um, so Ooh. the series, the series came out, but it's still coming. You can guarantee you better pre-order it because it's going to get sold out. So in summary, this list is a little bit more balanced because showcases the hottest books of the year as well, though. It's hard to remember the beginning of 2001, but Star Wars, the high Republic dominated the aftermarket for months. The book had a long-term potential with multiple first appearances and appearances, including Keith Trennis, Avar Chris and Skier. Straight Dogs by Tony Fleeks and Trish Forster was just one of those books that took on a life of its own. With only the B Signs of Land homage cover made the list, Straight Dogs is all over the place in the top 50, however. A friend's appearance of, of Vengeance, Bane's daughter, was super hot this year as well, which helped the Libra Mayhill B cover sneak onto the list. We didn't expect that one. Boss Logic's Black Adam cover gained significant traction after releasing right around that time. The Rock shared his first look in the Black Adam, Adam costume, setting this incredible cover on fire. James Tinian and Jenny Frieson made the list with their hot book covers for Boom, Something is Killing the Children, and Images, The Department of Truth. The old-timer of the list, Spider-Man number one, is a modern classic by the Todd Father. It was on the list. It was on. It was on the list last year. So no surprise to see it back on this one. This is highly nostalgia-driven for collectors of the '90s. The Iron Man Raza was fun to see. Yet the biggest surprise was Venom number two, the Venom Alien variant. Sometimes trends even sneak up on us. Despite never hitting the cover price top ten, the shake list, or the hot list, or even the movers, this book has many collectors. Ha- this was a book many collectors bought up throughout the year. Arguably, it is uh, unarguably it is a cool cover. So, despite never showing up on any of the lists, it ended up on the end of the year list for most units sold. So that's pretty incredible. That just shows that it's that's you know that's just consistently selling over a long period of time, as opposed to really selling hot for one week and then just falling off falling off a cliff. So that's pretty cool. All right. Um. So next up is comics that sold the most units. Subsequent printings in 2020, collectors went crazy for subsequent printings, and the market suddenly decided to f- to favor lower print runs over first printings. This trend continued in 2020 and showed no signs of stopping. Here are the sub here are the subsequent printings that sold the most copies last year. Because if you think about some of these second printings, they're a much lower print run than their first printing, right? So you know, yeah. you know, and collectors have this thing about you know print runs. They you know they the higher the print run, they think the lower the value. So let's take a look, JB. What we got right, for we number go, yeah. one coming up first? Number we've 10. got Stray. Oh, number ten, Stray Dogs issue number one, the Scream homage third print. So they were doing homages in third print. Who does that? Uh, published last year. Total units sold of two hundred and forty-two for thirty-one hundred dollars. Third print homage. Stray yeah, I Dogs feel Stray did Dogs did the most out of the movie homages, uh, and and really struck a chord with collectors. Um, first of all, like the movies they put shows were like us as we get older. Those were our films that we grew up on the eighties and the nineties and the early two thousands. You know, and so when you see it, you remember it. Like Scream was what 
in the early 2000s when it came out. I'm trying to remember when it came out. Uh, that was uh, like mid 90s, I think. Yeah. Yeah, mid 90s. God, I mean, the, hell, there was just a there's a new uh, uh, movie that came out. Has it come out yet? I could have next saw week. I yeah, he could have swore I saw a trailer for it. They get bringing back the old characters. So, Stray Dogs number one coming in number ten. The Third Prince sold two hundred forty two units. That's crazy. You know what, for man? Ten print. years ago, nobody was buying Third Prince of anything, no man. If it wasn't a first print, it was icky. Yep. And uh, speaking of uh, weird prints, what do we got for number nine? All right. So number nine, we got uh, Berserker number one, the Ron Garney second print foil from Boom Studios. In 2021, uh, total sales 245, with a value of total sales 16,937 dollars and 43 cents. That's nice. I think 2020 really started the trend of um, of um, of nostalgia type covers, foil and die cut and all that good stuff. You know, especially is that what you call if, it? I call it gimmick. Was was this also to, to do a foil in a second print? I mean that's that's a gimmick it seems to me. Was it this also only, a, it's only a gimmick if it doesn't sell? Was this a uh, what should we call it? Was this a ratio too? I thought was this like a one in twenty five or, or something to get this? Because I don't think many stories had this. I think there was exactly kind of yeah ratio or order. Is that what it was? It got allocated. Yeah. Typical. Yeah, because Berserker continues to be the book that people are just like it's eventually going to come. Keanu Reeves is talking about wanting to make it into either a movie or a Netflix series or something. I mean, he's part of the team that's creating it, so it's got good. It's got good push. And Boot Studios is getting a good track record with Hollywood, so you got to follow some of these some of these comic book publishers. And and once they get a good relationship with Hollywood. Hollywood will continue to mine the same mine for uh, for 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 content if, once they make a good relationship. If you think about Mark Miller or Mark Millar, it's actually Mark Miller and his relationship and how he's gotten so many Hollywood projects done after Kick-Ass, it's kind of amazing, man. Uh, but number nine on the list is Berserker number one, the Ron Garney second print foil variant, 245 units sold. That, that also kind one. of started the trend of uh, movie stars being involved with comic books, too. That's right. Well, if you think about it, Gerard Way, well, he's not a movie star, but he was a musician in right. Umbrella Academy, right? Uh, well, right. Rosario Dawson had a comic, too, way back in the day, but yeah, I've seen it. It's been a lot more after Berserk. Yeah. Uh, number eight is the acronym that I never knew about. Uh, what is it? Yeah, number eight is Enyak number one, uh, the, the black lettering cover. Uh, the not first print from Bad Idea in 2021. It moved 334 units for a total sales of $5,178.77. Now that's a gimmick um, that, you know, instead of saying second print, not first print, which is, that's you know, 1550 a pop folks. Yeah. Which is still pretty unique. I mean, because uh, I think the whole idea about black, I- a bad idea is most of it was bought on the aftermarket. Uh, it was hard, you know, I mean, cause not many people were buying them. I think they couldn't uh, get, they couldn't buy them. They couldn't stores get them had to sign up. Stores had to sign yeah, up. There was yeah. a special way. I did it for Torpedo. There's a special way you had to sign up and agree to ordering comics a certain way and a certain number and things like As that. As a so, customer, I had to pre-order all of it yeah, in advance. Well, and then they credited me on Wednesdays when I picked them up. So I ended up pre-ordering whatever they had solicited. And then in advance, the day, that time right now, not pre-ordered and they're going to charge me on Wednesday. I'm charging you right now because he said that's how he was charged. Yeah, because stores, if you ordered like 20 copies of number one, 
you had to order 20 copies of number two, number three, number four, number five. Uh, and then there was other like requirements to, to be a part of the uh, bad idea sales group. You had to hang up a poster. You could only sell it at cover price the first, the first week. There's a bunch of things that came across and a lot of Forever, stories. Didn't get allowed, involved. He was not allowed to upcharge it ever. I don't think. Because they're not sold. They're not, they don't use diamond distributing, right? They're, uh, they sell publish. Is that correct? I'm, they didn't sell distributed. To... Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, you know, that's one way to, you know, make more money is because diamond, you know, makes a, takes a big chunk out of it when they do the distribution. Uh, some in the live chat, tell me what the ENIAC uh, acronym stands for. Cause I remember when we were first talking about this, somebody actually said it's an acronym that stands for something, um, mm. something mm. like science, science fiction or science based or something like that. I can't remember. We had so many shows last year. It's all a blur. <laughs> so ENIAC number one, the black, not first print from bad idea. 334 units so for a gnarly gnarly cover hey back on the list what do we got for number seven berserker number one dan moore this is the third print this is also a foil 374 copies sold and it sold for a total sales of twenty one thousand eight hundred and eleven dollars it looks I like counter on the cover yeah that's a 21 grand is pretty healthy number man for uh how many I, prints you know, did they do with this damn thing uh, well, you look oh, it up in cover price. A lot. People were all over that book. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's That's one of those things where. dollars a pop for a third print. Yeah. And this is uh, after the fact, too. This is an aftermarket. So you never know. People may have paid more. And now, remember, this is total sales includes raw and slab. So it could be some nine eights in there, some nine nines, some tens. Who knows, man? It could be some elevens in there from PGX. We don't know what they do, man. <laughs> so number seven on list is Berserker number one, the Dan Moore, a third print foiled variant foiled again number six we got another star wars book is that back to me i'm confused now if it if it is it's uh star wars high republic issue number one didn't we already do this one the nope, REO this is a different cover Vito second print yeah it's uh, a different 377 cover. units sold on this second print for nine thousand eight hundred and fifteen dollars yeah, so I think I bought every single printing of these two. I was one of those guys for the Star Wars High Republic. I told yeah. them every cover, I want them all. <laughs> yeah, this is like the last page of the first print. Uh, if I if I recall correctly, uh, this is I, either the, the second to the last page or last page of the mm -hmm. first issue. Marvel has been doing that for like in the last five to seven years, where they just take art from a uh, previous book and then make it the uh, second or third print variant. Uh, you know, sometimes people don't even recognize it, you know, if, really especially if they don't read the run. It was really prevalent. Yes. In this, in especially if you don't read the, uh, um, especially you don't, if you don't read the uh, internals, you would never know. I mean, retail variants, you know, the artists don't do that, but this is when the DC Marvel do their, or when Marvel does their own variants for, uh, yeah. you know, the store variants, but you know, you don't ever see like a, you know, carry, comics will do uh, where they just you know it's this this is this is it's a fast way cheap way to get second print out is what it is. yeah it's, it's a, and it's cheap way you don't have to pay you don't have to pay a cover artist for their work either so right. there you go oh, that <laughs> no. introducing keith tennis on the cover too then you know it's the first appearance of a character there you go yeah it's almost telling you you got to collect this all right number six on this star wars high republic the second print uh ariel and edito variant uh 377 units wow i'm only halfway through the list Ah, uh, here's a big one. Uh, Thor number six. This is the Nick Klein second print. This is a wraparound cover, which is great. Uh, from our from 2020, uh, total unit sales is uh, 402 
with a total value of $5,835 for the second printing. Ah, the hype behind Thor. Interior art on that one, too. That's Yeah, that's another interior one. Yes, interior splash page. Pretty dope, though. And you got uh, Thanos with the uh, the hammer, and what was the, what was the hype with the with the glove he was wearing? The black glove. It was I forgot the, what the speculation on that was. Um, it caused like oh, God. I'm trying to remember now. People in the live chat can remind me. The, there Come was on, some. Folks. There was something about the black glove on Thanos's hand that they tied to like Thanos's son or some other character. I'm trying to remember. It's all a blur now. But number I five they on the tied list. it to Annihilation Conquest. Uh, that guy. What was his name? Um. It was somebody weird, yeah. You'd be amazed what people pick up and they just run with it. I mean, you know. Uh, but Thor number six, Nick Klein, second print variant. Uh, 402 units sold. Wow. Ah, good old Miles is back on the list. I literally just pulled this one out of a short box. We're talking about Ultimate Fallout number four. The second print, but the second print variant from Marvel. This one moved 565 units. For ninety three thousand eight hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety six cents. Wow! So miles is of money. I mean, a million on one list, ninety three thousand on this list. Wow. Yeah, but it's it's also a variant from two thousand eleven. So I mean, you know, that's you know, uh, you know, that's let me look at the. Is this a tough getting a nine eight? I don't know. Two thousand twenty, two thousand twenty one. 2021, 2021, 2021, 2000, yeah. This is uh, this Morales. is the oldest the oldest variant on the list so far. It this, is uh, Miles Morales, yeah. Um, Sarah Pacelli also killing it with the art. So you know, the, the Miles Mania continues, madness continues. I think people were started buying up Ultimate Fallout number fours when people started realizing there was a second print and a subsequent prints of it. They started buying those up too. I mean, so I mean, if we look at Ultimate Fallout number four, what was it? 1.4 million mm-hmm. and just add on a little $93,000 and change on there. And you know, that's not bad for a little oh, miles Morales to fall out the little book that could. Right. All right. So number four on the list, ultimate fallout number four, the Sarah Pacelli second print variant, 565 units sold, man. That's amazing to me. Ah, we got to get back with this. this. Something that's killing the children. Number one, this is the, Good oh my Lord. gosh, the eighth print. That's the final. <laughs> um, print. No, I think the eighth is the final print. Is it? Total unit sold is six hundred and fourteen for a total sales this year or last year of eleven thousand nine hundred and forty nine dollars. What is the book that's got the most printings? By is the way, not the, it's uh, that is not the final printing. There is a one through four David Max set coming out. Of uh, uh, wait, of, of issue number You're one, still printing yeah. number one. Yeah, hey man, it's if you got a license to print cash, go for it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? people like, are buying it, they're going to print it, you know, exactly. I mean, why do you think they keep on? <laughs> no, okay, what's amazing to me is something to be free. What was the story on this? No, it's it wasn't. It was, yeah, it was, this, it was, book, this book was free if you ordered uh, one of the Berserker late printings. There was one that's of the oh, ones. so that's, that's why there's no cover price was. on there. Yes. Ah. Great knowledge, barbarian kung fu in the chat. Thank you. Ah, but damn, this is also one of the better. Something is killing the children uh, covers as well. But if you look up the amount of variants on number one, I think we we talked about this before. I think somebody said like the the book that had the most variants are printings was something like fourteen printings of it. But it, it was it was like over a span of a really that long time. Though. Something or other, it's got 23 printings. Because I know Killing oh. Joke has 10. That was probably the earliest yeah. one that had the most printings. 
And it's almost impossible to discern. Like, you know, you got to know what the color label, uh, the logo color is to discern what like a, to me, like some of the earliest printings I remember was like the um, New Mutants graphic novel, right? Yeah. It had some really, and it was like, how do I Death find out? Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Then you had to like, well, how do you find out it's a second printing? Oh, you got to look at the barcode and look at the last three numbers on, you know, and remember, I was like, what the hell? You and know, before it, it was barcodes, you had to look at the indicia in the inside page. Yeah. On the, yeah. Sometimes. Where it said like Marvel production of, and there's like a, there was like a paragraph that you rarely ever see on the inside of comics anymore. But back in the day, you'd have to look in there and it'll say second printing and, you know, yeah. part of this paragraph on the first page, which uh, I don't, Think more, uh, it wouldn't even say first printing. It would only say if it was a second. You know. Yeah, so, I'm trying to even think like if they even have that anymore yeah. in new comics. They don't even bother with that anymore. It's pretty interesting. All right, so uh, something is killing the children. Eighth print, 614 units sold. Ah, our good friend ah. is back. There we go. At uh, number two, we've got Ultimate Fallout. Good lord. Second printing, the Mark Bagley. Now think about this one. Actually, before I tell you, I kind of prefer this one. You actually see his face in this one. You know. It was a total unit sold to 750 for 196 grand. Ultimate Fallout 4 second print, Mark Bagley. My God, um, yeah, we can easily say Miles Morales is one. So that's like so 1.7 million so far. Yeah, pretty that's much 1.7 million in Ultimate yep. Fallout 4 between the uh, first print and the two second prints. Not bad for Miles Morales. Let's see. Let's see if he made number one as well. Ah, oh, opinion. number one, we're Damn. looking at something is killing the children. Number one, seventh print, the local, uh, the LC comic shop, the local comic shop, day. Local comic shop. Oh, I thought that was Latter day Saints, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was uh, LSD. <laughs> uh, so this is a uh, total sale units is a thousand and eight with a wow. value of total sales coming in at fifty four thousand and two dollars, basically. And I got to think this wasn't from 2019 either. This has got to have been the last year or two or so um, whenever it came out. Well, we'll find out when we it's get the summary here. That's when number yeah, one. The summary. I think they stopped yeah. had to print it for the same, yeah. same year. Uh, so the summary, boom, and James Tinian took over this looks with something is killing children. Started the year with content rumors, which were confirmed in July. It's already selling quite well, but this was a massive boost for the title. The foil local comic shop day, seventh print took the top spot to improve the collectors like shiny things. I told you. <laughs> boom. Boom. Also found success with Keanu Reeves' Berserker, continuing to support the fact that collectors like shiny things like second yes. and third print foils for Berserker were incredibly hot last year. And how awesome was it to see Keanu talking about comic books on talk shows? That's right. I think it was either. I think he was on uh, Robert Col uh, Stephen Colbert talking about it. Um, and he and Stephen Colbert is a m massive geek too. Or it's either him or Kimmel were asking him like which Marvel or DC uh, character he'd like to play. But anyway, throughout this year-end review, Stray Dogs, Miles Morales, and the High Republic continue to weave their common thread. One notable entry here was Bad Ideas, not a first print version of ENIAC Number One. Bad Idea came into 2021. 2021 like a rocket with hero trade and ENIAC only to end the year with the company coming to its end at least as we know it wink wink another surprise <laughs> with nick klein's second print for thor number six which was was still supposed to connect to marvel's current timeless series this may not be entirely done yet so there you go look out for that mm. all right this is always a fun one that we always like to talk about on here comics i sold the most units newsstand like subsequent printings, there was also a new category for 2020 when it's back again in 2021. Here are the top 
newsstands that sold the most copies in 2021. I think in 2020, 2021, people really started looking for uh, newsstand copies uh, as as opposed to direct. And number 10 on that list is uh, everyone should have one in their collection. Not a necessary newsstand one, but at least one. Yeah. What do you got, JB? Everyone needs to have this book in their collection. Marvel Team Up issue number 141, the newsstand edition, obviously, from 1984. Total units sold of 202 and total sales volume of 27,000. But TiVo in 84, this was prevalent. Newsstand was the dominant book. Well, the argument can be said, and I will have to pull up my trusted graphic here. Bring up that that, trusted graphic. uh, So 1950. it was about yeah, 50, so 50. 84, it would have been somewhere right around. Some 50, people yeah. will, will, will defend newsstand, even, you know, when even when the ratio was high, because simply they said, oh, because, you know, kids were reading them at the at the 7-Eleven. They were bending the shit out of them. They were doing everything to them. So, you know, people will defend newsstand, even though the ratio sometimes doesn't always dictate it as such. But uh there you go, man. But this is, uh, I think, is it tied with first this Black Suit tied, Spider? Yeah. Matt, yeah. Matt uh, just said it ties with 252 for yeah. first Black Suit Spidey. Only to get hotter, I think, once you know, once you've seen the No Way Home and the gloop end up in the bar. Um, I don't even know if Peter Parker's low enough to drink yet, so I don't know how the gloop is going to get to him. Uh, you yeah, know, but, get to him. Yeah, yeah. So it's in a bar, but who knows? I could pass on to uh, maybe Flash Thompson or somebody else, but along those lines. But uh, you know, Venom has kind of left his mark in the MCU to see where it goes from there. Uh, you know, and you know, Kevin Feige wants to do the proper Venom Peter Parker storyline in the MCU, not the what they did in Sony. So. Um, no reason to cry about it, Ryan. We'll get to you, man. I know, so, get there. Right. Hey, uh, I'm going to take off real quick, guys. It's time to put my kids to bed. I'll be back if I if I make it back in time. All right, uh, no JB. That means yeah. uh, JB, you're up next. I would, I'll go again. You got it. Man. Uh Jack is up next. Jack, you still there? <laughs> Jack, yeah, I'm next. Jack, you're second now because uh, uh, our man uh, had to bow out. He had to go feed his kids or something, man. So what do we got for uh, next newsstand? Number uh, nine. Next up, we already talked about this book one. Spawn number one newsstand Ooh. variant from image in 1992 it moved 207 units of the newsstand variation for a total sales value of $67,510.22 i bought my spawn number 1 at a uh, stop and go if you, mm. if you remember those what those were in california I stop do. and go was yep. like the bootleg 711 that's <laughs> right it was the knockoff uh, 711 <laughs> i was coming home from drinking somewhere and i went off to buy a pack of smokes cuz i was but you did when you were like That's 22 years old. <laughs> and I saw this on a spinner rack inside of a stop and go. And I go, That's Todd McFarlane. And I was like, not really back in collecting it. I was 22 years old. I was getting drunk. But I, I re- immediately I recognized it was, I was like, What is Spawn? And then I started buying it up. And then I got hooked ever since then, man. But yeah, it was, I remember when I got back in, the, when I was younger, prior to like when I, you know, my partying years. I remember going to supermarkets, liquor stores, everywhere. I remember this weird liquor store in downtown San Jose sold the Marvel Universe books, and I was absolutely blown away. I, I was like, why is a Marvel Universe book being sold at this liquor store? But I came back there just to buy them because I couldn't I couldn't stop reading them. It was like the first uh, encyclopedia for superheroes that I'd ever seen. Did I so buy I was, that off of you, TiVo? Because I bought your a collection. Yeah, of I, I had a whole set of 12. And I you put them all together. 
It makes a giant poster of the entire Marvel universe. It's pretty cool, man. Cool. Um, now, now the graphic that you just had up, this is an example of where newsstand was rare. Ninety-two, you're fifteen percent of the market. I think if you put that graphic oh, yeah. back up, definitely, definitely. I mean, this, like I said, it was I was really odd to see this at a gas station because even at a liquor store or Seven Eleven, mostly you would see Marvel and DC. Right? You wouldn't see like an image book, right? So to me, it was like, what is this? And I just bought it out of sure. I saw the art. I saw Tom McFarland did and I go, what is this? And I just bought it just because it was, I was there and I was buying a pack of smokes, Marble Reds to be exact. That's right. I was, you know, I was young. You I was rebel. I know. You rebel, you. That's right. Rolled it up, put it in my t-shirt as I spit it out to my back. Yeah. Anyway. Cowboy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we go from spawn number one to, man, we cannot get enough of this book. What do we got for number eight? I don't know. You still got the yeah, other graphic. Up. <laughs> oh, there we go. Boom. Here we go. Amazing Spider-Man 365. And we sold... 209 units last year for a total of $24,161. Now, this book in a 9.8, I'm telling you, it's, I think it's a grand right now, or maybe even more, maybe 11 or 1200 yeah. bucks. Where yeah, you, yeah. you know, in regular direct 9.8, what, 300, 400? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm still impressed on the, on the Spawn book because a newsstand image book, I mean, even in 1992, I mean, you know, Marvel's newsstands, you know, Marvel and DC, you know, dominated the newsstands. But, you know, little image comics came along trying to push their ways into 7-Elevens and Stopagos in, in, in 1992. So number eight on the list is Amazing Spider-Man 365, the newsstand cover. Oh, hey, TiVo, there was a comment in the chat. Can you, can you go and check that one? Is it true that newsstands came out later than direct market copies? I there was a remember. comment from Ultra Maximus that says newsstands also hit three weeks later than their direct counterpart in my local market. Yeah, I don't That's remember as a kid. I wonder if, yeah, that, was, I if mean, that was always the case. No, I'm, I remember when I was like in my um, like early 20s um, when I worked and I was off on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and I used to hit the comic shop every Wednesday, make sure I got my Wizard magazine and my and the rest of my books on my pool. But, you know, prior to that, I mean, as a kid, it was just whatever was showing up, you know what I mean? Was ever showing up on the rack, you would buy it. I mean, it was kind of hard to get a monthly book from your uh, from your 7-Eleven, you know what I mean? You didn't know what yeah. the hell the schedule was. You don't know what they're At one point, I did ask, because I kind of knew the owner. I said, hey, what do you do with the comics that you guys don't sell? Can I have them? They go, oh, we have to send them back. So they, they didn't keep them. And I was like, damn mm -hmm. it. And I was like, because, you know, I know you guys aren't selling all these. All right. All right, All right, so what do we up, got for number seven? Next up, we have number seven. We've got Avengers issue number 196, newsstand from 1980 with 226 units sold last year. And wasn't the movie the year before? I, I don't feel like Black Widow. Was it Black Widow last year? Did Black Widow release in 21? Man, 21 was long. Holy yeah, shit. This year, so yeah, yeah, this was February's. hot for Black Widow. Uh, for Taskmaster, even though it wasn't this Taskmaster, technically, I guess. Spoiler alert. Um, 40 grand, 226 units sold. It's not bad at all. I mean, this is a book that all. everybody had in their collection simply because every, when I was a kid, everybody grew up and ta they just saw Taskmaster and thought he was a badass because, you know, he's, he's cool skull, Captain America's shield, and a sword, and a bow and arrow. But uh, it's know. still pretty cool to see that. So this is the first kind of, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think I think Taskmaster will be coming back, so you never know, man. Number seven on the list is Avengers 196 from 1980. Boom! What do we have for number six? Next up, we've got Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Number one, the newsstand variant from Marvel in 1981. This year, it sold 263 units for $23,440.30. 
And if if you think I meant the Spider-Man's Amazing Friends was is Peter Parker essentially in college with Firestar and Bobby Drake as Iceman. And if you follow No Way Home, it looks like he's going to end up going to college. I still don't think Ned and MJ are coming back because they're going to MIT. And Peter mm-hmm. Parker just got his GED. He ain't going to mm-hmm. MIT. You know what I'm saying? Nobody right. knows who he is. He, uh, he may be going to junior college or NYU. He can't even get a New York University or whatever. I think it's called Empire Empire State University on, in the comics, but it was essentially NYU. Um, but, I mean, you know, he's got to be working hard to go, uh, you know, I, you know, the way that they're doing the story, it, it looks like his college years, maybe as an intern going into whatever. But, it, you know, there was also oh. some rumors that um, – that they wanted to have Zendaya be Firestar, which would have been a horrible idea. I, I don't believe that to be true. I don't think Kevin Feige would ever do that to be true because they already kind of co-opted MJ to be this version. So they wouldn't do Firestar, who has a you know a history of being a mutant. In the comics, I mean, in the animated series, they she there's a series in the episode, the X-Men come to Firestar and Professor X tells her she's a mutant. Um, there's also a Doctor Strange appearance in Spider-Man's Amazing Friends. There's also an appearance, uh, some great cameos. This is when I always tell people, for the longest time, I thought Wolverine had an accent because he does in his appearance of Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. It's like a weird British or Australian accent. At that time, I was a kid, I, you know, 1981, <laughs> I was like 10 years old. I just assumed like all Canadians had accents. You know, they spoke with a British accent or Australian accent. But anyway. Is this a, a cool George book. Perez book too? Is this a George? Is this something if you have, maybe you may want to submit it because yeah. he's yeah. going to do one last signing. Yeah, there's an in-house private signing. Probably all right, so it. if we go hey, from you a, pretty... a super chat, Tiva. All right, that's good. That thank you, Sigma Comics, for the five dollars trooper. That's don't sleep on indies. Here comes Calico on Kickstarter. Could be in your collection. First thirty seconds of our Kickstarter video says it all. Appreciate it, Sigma. So go check thank out you, Calico Sigma. on Kickstarter. Um, I would like a free one if you can. Hook me up. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, up. thank you for the five dollars super chat. Appreciate the support. Um, let's get to number uh, five on the list. What do we got? Night number three from 1981. Wow. Yeah, this is uh, sold 267 copies for a total year sale of nine thousand nine hundred and forty-seven dollars. Yeah, this is even this is super rare for the newsstand because, as Gabe said, like uh, issue number one was direct was only sold to comic book stores, and it was bi-monthly. To get oh, a Seven Eleven or somebody to get buy sell or whatever a um a bi-monthly issue forget about it uh like you you know like you wouldn't see these on your on your rack you know that often so it's pretty uh, it's pretty i mean it, this would be one i would key? seek out is it, i don't understand it's like I the first appearance Knight of uh what, it's like well, first appearance of one of the uh the villains in it i do believe i think that's okay. him right there in the cover yeah Doctor uh, Midnight something or Dark I don't know, one of them man. There's like you know, a bunch of people have been specking on all the villains because of the series, so I wouldn't be surprised. All right, number five on the list: Moon Knight number three, newsstand from Marvel, 1981. Oh, look at that! All right, coming in number four, we've got Amazing Oof. Spider-Man 300, the newsstand from Marvel, 1988. This moved 294 units. For two hundred and fifty nine thousand six hundred eighty five thousand six hundred eighty five dollars and eighty six cents. That is a whopping number. Venom was big this year, boys. 
Yeah, do the math on that. I'm just um, doing it right now. That is a big number divided by 294. Say. That is $883 average. And yeah. you know, a not any, because remember, this encompasses raws and any grade at any sale, right? Well, raw and slabbed. Yeah, raw and slabbed, meaning slabbed at any grade. Correct. So this yeah. is all sales. Because I've sold, I don't know, maybe three of these last year and even mid grades sell. Yeah, but even mid grades sell ridiculously expensive. No, I didn't sell newsstands. Well, that's the news. Yeah, I meant I. And there's this. This is an absolutely gigantic print run. But in you know for uh, for newsstand, let's see what the newsstand was in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, nineteen eighty eight. Pretty rare. Newsstand was uh, nineteen ninety was fifteen percent as opposed to eighty five percent direct stand. So, uh, you know, be that a key book and newsstand. Uh, good luck getting this in a high grade too. Uh, this is uh, another book that I always say is uh, impossible to find. High grade newsstand is Amazing Spider Man three hundred one. Uh, that used to be my my white whale my my uh, Moby Dick. My, my Moby Dick, man. I can oh. every raw copy I got. I said, "This is the one. I got to get this tonight." Boom, come back at a nine six or a nine four. Could not crack it for the longest time. Amazing Spider Man three hundred one was actually worth more than Spider Man three hundred. Look it up. Really? That's a fact. Yeah, because wow. it was such a hard to crack and it's so hard to find a nine point. This is way before the Venom movie hype and everything. ASM three because ASM three hundreds were all over the place. I mean, I myself had four copies at one point, right? But ASM three hundred one, the cover was so thin you could see through it, and you could see the art on the first cover, yeah, uh, the first page, because the the flip the art the fl- cover was so flimsy, which led to you know grading on it was really hard to get nine eight for the longest time. I think. Longest time nine eights were averaging fifteen hundred for like even before any Venom movie was announced. It was still a fifteen hundred dollar book. And then there's like the Chromium one, the that pays homage to this, but it's actually another book. Um, the Ryan got when I pulled from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's another hot one too. Um, that one's either nine eight or not. <laughs> it's you know it's either perfect yeah, right. or if it gets a ding, you can't Forget press it out it. because it's it's uh, one of those foil hard foil covers. But uh, Amazing Spider Man three hundred man, this book is just crazy numbers. I'm, I'm, I want to see what outsold this in terms of units sold for newsstand. What do we got for number three? <gasps> of course we do. Here's Amazing Spider Man two fifty two. And it sold 318 units for a total sale for the year of $129,562. This has definitely been the year of Spider-related stuff. When that includes Miles Morales and ASM and Spider-Man 2099, it just goes for DC, it's Batman, Batman, Batman. For Marvel, it's it's Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Don't care what you say. Like Spider-Man easily made over a billion dollars without even getting a China release. That is amazing. During a pandemic too. That's that's amazing to me. And it was a great film. I mean, it li- it was it built up such big hype and it lived up to the hype, right? Kind of like Avengers Endgame. It was so hyped up and it still lived up to the hype. And I can't wait to see it when it comes out on Disney Plus. Um, hell, I may go see it in the movie theater again. I already saw it. Or any times. of the No Way Homes on Spider-Man on Disney Plus? I don't no, think so. Not even- uh oh the other one the yeah i don't think home so. and homecoming uh, i'm trying to remember i know no, I don't think all are. the spider-man animated stuff was on there but uh yeah, well, i don't think I, the movies are so you might have to wait yeah eventually it will be though because it's 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 it, they have a certain contract with it where once it gets released on other platforms and like netflix if you notice netflix doesn't stream something forever like uh like a movie comes on there i think they have like a window they can stream it for and then they lose that window and then somebody else gets gets that window like amazon prime you can typically guy anything because you you're paying for it but like 
Netflix is free. Um, just like there's some things that drop off Disney Plus because they have to put it on to other streaming platforms that they were con contractually agreed with. Contractually obligated, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Number three on the list is ASM 252, another staple in, uh, for every collector. Well, that's a surprise. What do you got for number two? Well, I guess I got number two, right? Number two is Moon Knight, issue number one from 1980. 346 units sold for 48 grand. And this was one of those examples in 1980. It was all freaking newsstand. So, you know, it's not rare, but yeah, still sold this, a shit ton of them. <laughs> no, let me see. I mean, I you know, could have swore these were, uh, well, no, this wasn't. See, uh, I do believe the direct market had a diamond in the uh, price box. See what this one doesn't. Um, uh, if we scroll up and look at the other Moon Knight, you can see that the, in the price versus it fifty cent, it's like a it's like a it's like a diamond uh, for the direct stand um, back then back in the day. So uh, not only you know when you look at the barcode, look at the uh, the price uh, in the upper left hand. What do they call it? The price box, letter box, whatever the fuck it is, man. All right, so number two on the list is New Moon Knight number one from 1980 to 346 units are sold. Wow. What is the number one for most units What's sold? The number one newsstand? Venom. Wow. Carnage. Number one, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 361, the newsstand from Marvel 1992, selling 573 units for $237,941.31. That's not the newsstand picture, though. It's not the newsstand picture, just FYI, man. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah, oh, newsstand. I actually have one of these in a nine six that just came in on my last CGC unboxing. You should check that video out, by the way. Well, let me actually <laughs> check because I believe even there is uh, when DC did their um, there was a Batman that they did right um, that has a DC logo in there for their uh, for their newsstand. So let me look that up real fast. No, no, before... no. There's a newsstand on this. There's definitely a newsstand. I, I just got uh, it in on my last CGC unbox. Let's see. Amazing Spider-Man 365? Mm-hmm. 361. Oh, 361. 361. 361. You guys ain't got nothing to do. Just wait for me. No, we just chilling. We just hanging out, drinking cocktails. I'm on vacation, man. <laughs> so you think. <laughs> I don't know. Until they don't know. You know, every day we've gotten a notification from Carnival saying it's okay to cancel. It only takes one button. We understand that you may want to cancel. It only takes one button. But we're like, I think they're trying no, to we're going. They're not gonna give you a hint. So it's either catch COVID or get diarrhea one or two. So you'll be <laughs> in good shape. All right, so in summary, Marvel, Marvel, and more Marvel. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and more Spider-Man. Moon Knight's on here with two issues, the first issue of the first ongoing series. Uh, issue number three features the first appearance of the Midnight Man. See, I told you it was Midnight Something, who's yeah. still rumored to be here in the upcoming six-episode Disney Plus series. Fans are still crossing their fingers to see Firestar and Iceman and Spidey team up one day, though it does seem far away. The first Spider-Man black costume symbiote has two entries along with Venom and Carnage's first full appearances and a moment of silence for possibly one of the biggest disappointments of the 2021 Taskmaster. Uh. His first appearance was scorching hot until 2000, throughout 2021 until we all saw Black Widow. Well, this movie, well, the movie is still fun. We did get Yelena out of it, who may be our favorite MCU edition last year. I will she say was. Yelena was fucking freaking awesome. She's in, awesome. Uh, Black Hawkeye. All right. We're almost there, boys and girls. 
So this is going to be newer books. So this is uh, 2021 comics that had the highest sales volume. Let's look at the comics that had the largest sales volume. For these lists, we've taken all the aftermarket values that cover price has captured in 2021 for each comic. Sum them up, and one overall total gives you the general estimate of how much money was spent on each comic last year. We also included total units sold to get a better sense of the market. This is a lot similar to what our friends over at Comicron do on a yearly basis. But you know what? I'm going to let you guys go take a break here. And uh, you know what? Why don't we house, play some music for you guys while you guys uh, go take two minutes, man. You know what? Go take a two-minute break, all right? Thanks, I'll drop some DJ Fresh on you guys. Shout out to all you guys still with us, man. As you, uh, if you were here last year, it took us a good uh, two hours, and we're almost finished, boys and girls. We got about a good fifteen minutes left, so uh, we are all refreshed now. Hope you guys are refreshed too. Just shout out to all one hundred and six of you still with us. That's amazing, man. That we're going on uh, hour and forty five minutes. So let's go right to it, man. This is the highest volume sold for the year two thousand and twenty one. Uh, these are no-brainers. There was a lot of money getting passed around for these mega keys. Yeah. All sales. Let's look at them. Boo, yeah. Yes. This is what you came for, baby. These are the big shakers. What do you Man, got for number here 10, Here we JB? go. Coming up, number 10 on the list, Amazing Spider-Man, issue number one from 1960. Wait, first of all, hold on, man. Before Let me just interject. I better see some offers up in this bitch. I know <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some offers on now. Yeah. yeah. King of the Golden State. I want to hear, I want to see your score, King of Golden State. Let's go. 
So we had 78. That's it. Only 78 units sold. You ready for this? 1199597 dollars. Wow. Let me do the math for you right there. That's do the, the math right, on Amazing right, Spider-Man. Whatever, man. Issue number one. Here's my offers, man. We've been wait. Wait a minute. Steve Suss just hit us with a one out of one. King of the so, Golden so State the, hits us with yeah, a one out right. of one. You know what? You. Hey, we need to see proof of life on Instagram, damn it. I need, I need to see, proof like, of life. I need today's newspaper with your picture <laughs> and you holding the comment. <laughs> You're like, newspaper? What the hell is that? You know, no, I'm just fine. I know, hey, I can't go to say I wouldn't doubt it, man. I've seen his collection. He also yeah, has an AF-15, so, yeah. But, yo, this is what these are. This, this is, this is. I can do the math, and that's a lot. Uh, 1.2 million. Wow. 1.2 million for 78 copies. That's amazing. So, number 10. Damn. Amazing Spider-Man number one from 1962. This is ooh, I'm getting. This is the exciting part. This is what I like. This is what I like. the big boy books right here, man. What do we got for number nine? Next up, we're looking at Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man again. number one twenty-nine from Marvel in 1974. This is, of course, the first appearance of the Punisher. This sold 496 units for one million two hundred sixty-nine thousand eight hundred seventy-one dollars and eighty-three cents. Yeah, I don't see any bubble bursting anytime soon. You hear a bubble bursting? Yeah, I don't know. Is there a bubble bursting? And especially if Barenthal reprises. He Good is. He's Lord, coming back. Yeah, Once man. it gets the Feige effect, this book is, is I, I, well, <laughs> to you know what? I, tra- I traded mine for Strange Tales 110, and I don't regret it. Do you think character. that we will ever see Do you think, oh, okay, uh, J. Jonah Jameson hires Punisher to kill Spider-Man in Spider-Man mm. 4? Maybe because J. Jonas Jameson is kind of crazy in the the in this Spider-Man world. He, he's more based off of uh, what's that that crazy guy that talks loud on yeah. the, uh, uh, what's Alex that guy's Jones. name? Alex yeah, Jones. he's based more like an Alex Jones type. You know, he's not the, the typical like a newspaper editor guy, Daily Bugle. He's more like a crazy uh, yeah. podcaster. You know what I mean? So who knows? He may, maybe he could. Uh, then again, Alex Jones would probably sue me if he heard me saying that. But anyway, <laughs> number nine. You know what the list. average sale here was for this one twenty nine. $2,560 average sale on 496 sales. That seems wow. pretty cheap to me. Because, uh, yeah, you know, what? Hundo? Is, that's a, a 2500 is a seven is a six five. Yeah. Six five Shit. seven oh. That's 2500 yeah, No, no. I, I had a, a 8.5 that I, I traded off for my Strange Tales 110. So. I don't think I'm ever getting get one back any any sooner because uh, it's the Feige effect. As soon as Feige touches it, it's going to blow up again. So mm-hmm. there you go. Amazing Spider-Man. Man, the, the year of Spider-Man continues. What do we got for number eight? Oh, <laughs> duh. Ultimate Fallout number four, ladies and gentlemen. It sold 1,371 copies this year for $1.4 million. The summer of year of miles continues, man. But uh, look, just... So this book came showed up twice. This was the highest money and also highest units. Yeah. 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 But if you think about look at Amazing Spider-Man number one, only 78 units sold. One point one point two million. Yeah. But for a modern book, that's pretty darn good for a little Miles Morales. And believe it or not, still has room to grow because there hasn't been a live action version. Oh, that's That's what I was gonna ask you guys, and this will probably be the last opportunity. Quick poll. Is this at its height? Is a no. 9.8 nope. in no this way. book at $3,000 the height no. of what it's going to oh, no. be? It goes to five. We haven't even seen the character in live action yet. Right? It can't be. Yeah. Where is this book going to go? 
it'll go wherever it'll the go market fly. is more robust than ever and people are spending more money than ever so it, it, once it gets live action and if it's even popular live action and gets sequels and spawn sequels and the sequel spawn actual stories that are from the uh, from the ultimate Spider-Man storyline then people are going to start buying all these little that's why you know first appearance of Peter Parker and Miles Morales is also a great book to get as well yeah. so 9 8 will go to number. 5 and I'll sell my 9 6 for 3 how's that sound Ooh. yeah all right, Ultimate Fallout number four sold 1,371 copies for $1.4 million. My God. Wow, he's All right. Hey, that's a surprise. We got how daring. How, how, how daring. The next one up is Daredevil, issue number one. It's not, it, you're all stuck here. There it goes. There was a, only 177 units sold for $1.6 million. 1.7 almost. Basically 1.7, yeah. So I want to say wow. this is probably God. recent too because of the Matt Murdock uh, cameo in No Way Home. Um, for the longest time, this was a big key, but it was somewhat affordable, right? I mean, you can get low to mid grade like you can get like a 3.5 4.5 for reasonable maybe two three grand but now it's like ever average. since matt murdoch well ever since matt murdoch showed up in the mcu uh once the feige effect once matt murdoch and can appear in new york with other marvel characters it's just gonna go crazy man so daredevil number one 177 copies sold for 1.7 million dollars wow all right what do we got for number six ah good old standby Next up, we've got the X-Men number one from Marvel in 1963, which sold 130 units for a total of $2,389,453.87. The X-Men are coming. Wow. So, so far, that is the highest value of this list so far, uh, which will only get higher, I would imagine. But uh, only 130 copies, too. Let me see. Only Amazing Spider-Man had fewer copies, 78, but 1.2 million. We're looking at 130 copies at 2.3 million. I mean, oh my god! Before, like when X-Men was part of Fox and they did their movies, the book was open. You know, it was, it was, it was. I would say it was average. It was reasonably priced. Uh, but ever since the acquisition of the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. In by you know back in the Disney studios and the MCU, uh, the X Men one and FF one have been pretty much out of reach for your average collector. I will say safely say that uh, if you had them, kudos to you and hold on to these bad boys because uh, it's only going to get the foggy effect. I like to say that. I know sound like a broken record. Drink every time right. I say that, you'll be drunk. All right, so X Men number one is only on uh, number six on the list. Hey, Gabe's back. Let's get him on the next one. All right, Gabe, you get number five. We just did. Uh, we're doing the big boy shakers, big dollar. Got to add him to the show. Oh, okay. Let me add him. There you go. All right, Gabe. You're, what you're back just you're back just in time. We're doing the uh the big boy shaker list. Yeah, we just number five four six. You can do uh number five. You up for it? I'm up for it. Let's make it happen. Let's what do we go. got? Boom. Oh, oh, look at the book he gets as soon as he comes in. Look at this. This this hurts my feelings so much. Uh so giant size <laughs> X-Men number one is number five on here from Marvel Comics 1975. This sold five hundred and two units. With a value of total sales coming up to two million five hundred seventy-four thousand three hundred and eighty-three dollars and eleven cents. I made what the list. A, what a historic book! What a historic book this book is. I made the list. That's I got a question. I got a question for you guys. I've, I've been doing my you know daily kind of top shakers, and this book has been coming up almost every other day. Mm -hmm. And 
listed as first appearances for Colossus, Storm, um, Thunderbird, Nightcrawler. No, it does not list Thunderbird. It does not list Thunderbird. So I started mentioning it when I read it, but it does it. Is this not Thunderbird's first appearance? Yeah, because in the cover one, yeah, he dies. Ninety-five, he dies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's right there in the cover. He's right next to Nightcrawler, right there. All right, uh, Matt. I, sorry to have to call you out like that. We're gonna have to get that added onto the description of the Giant Size X Men number one. Well, unfortunately, maybe they're like you know first appearance for. Yeah, there used to be this thing where I on on YouTube I did a long time ago is post your comic of first appearance and death in the same issue. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> it's like you know may, they sometimes they last two issues, but it's really rare character uh, appearance and then death. It's with villains happens all the times, but look for heroes first appearance and death in the same issue. It's 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 hard to find. But giant size X Men number one, 1975, 500 to- 502 total units sold for a 2.5 million dollars. Wow, I'm glad, I'm glad I hit the board off finally with one. What do we yes. got for number? Whoa! Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm taking this one. This Ryan's is, I was this. I was you know what? First of all, before I start, I was thinking this fucking list and excuse my language but i'm like we haven't seen a dc book right but here we go the book batman number one from 1947 whole unit sold for two million six hundred and forty seven thousand four hundred and one dollars in that seems rather cheap to me. I mean, if uh, unless you know, I mean, if you divide two point six million by seven million for Batman number one, I mean, to me, somewhere that tells me there's probably a, a few, a bunch of low grade copies and one really high grade or heritage auction that sold. Point five you know, that's happening. Three hundred and seventy eight yeah. grand piece. What are you talking cheap, about? Cheap, cheap, cheap. That, that's that IT mean, money he makes. This is my. This is a book oh from nineteen forty. I wasn't born yet. I mean, my parents weren't even born yet. I mean, come on, man. I mean, that's, I mean, you gotta think three hundred three hundred seven thousand dollars doesn't buy what it used to. It buys a lot less, I guess, of what I'm trying to say is. So to me, it's like you know, you see the prices for like all these crazy modern books. So to me, three hundred thousand dollars for Batman number one, why not? No, almost take a second mortgage. Seventy eight. Take a second mortgage out in your house grand. and buy it, damn it. Yeah, it's a bit yeah, of let history, me explain man. that to the wife. It's a good investment. <laughs> it is. Don't go Just wait till the house will. Yeah, yeah. Just wait till a new Batman comes out. It's gonna go up in value again. <laughs> yeah, the new Joker. All right. They released the new Joker, right? Another Catwoman. Yeah, I bet you there are going to be some other ones. On this. I haven't even seen the top three yet. But I've got I a Batman number two. I'll take this one, right? Since I actually own one of these. Want it, actually. Anyway, next up, number three, The Incredible Hulk, issue number 181 from 1974. 484 units sold for almost $3 million. Bam. Bam. Hate to be the guy that says, uh, and I uh, won real, one of real these. Uh, yeah, one eighty ain't yeah. the book. Yeah, who said that? It was a Spider-Man boot box. Yes, it was. Yeah, I'll trade There's you a one eighty for a one eighty one any day. Yeah, yeah, sure. Me too. I'll trade that. you. You know what? I'll we'll trade you two one eighties for one eighty one. Whatever the market dictates. Even though it's funny because. It, the argument started again when Hickman did his run on X Men, and then the back, and I think in the glossary it said like the first appearance mm-hmm. of Hulk was, uh, you know, Incredible Hulk one eighty, blah blah blah. But it's it's you're, you're oh, talking yeah. about you know dec- what? it is. But guess what? This is Even the, the book Marvel the Universe. Market, I think said one eighty. This is the book that the market wants. It's the it, it's whatever the market dictates. Uh, you yeah, know, he's on the cover. Do, yeah. It's a full. It's an appearance. iconic cover too. Look yeah. how beautiful yeah. this is. 
Nobody wants a Hulk 180 when Wendigo. Wendigo, yeah, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, it's amazing that uh, we've finally seen this book on this list uh, so far. So Incredible Hulk 181, the first full appearance of Wolverine. First full. Almost $3 million in sales. God, I got to think. I have a feeling I know what's uh, number two. And it's and been one. selling a lot recently. I'd say in the last two weeks since I was doing the daily, it's been on there almost every other day. Because you don't need a books. whole lot of units sold to hit what some heritage auctions hit over the last year. So I have a feeling what's on. I haven't looked at oh, yeah, yeah, four yet. So too. let's this see what number two is. is so yep. readily yep. available, too. Damn. That's what I figured. We had two sales. All right, Jack, it's your turn. That's it's really right. Everybody pass cheap, you up. Cheap, Tim, right? Action Comics number one from 1930. <laughs> Not for two of them, no. <laughs> two units, but totaling $4,888,759.20. The granddaddy of them all. What was the high-grade sale that was recent? I think it was a nine-something sold on Heritage earlier this year. And that's, uh, I meant, you know... You, it's amazing to me that Heritage had these auctions where you were seeing like, mm-hmm. I have a, I haven't seen it yet, but there was also a high grade copy of Amazing Fantasy 15 that sold uh, in 2000, and I think it was a nine, a nine six, six that sold. So let's see mm-hmm. what. Uh, obviously, ahead, this is take us home, baby. Oh, I will read it off since I nailed it. Golly. All right, number one on the list for total value of sales for the year 2021, Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. No argument here. The first no. full appearance of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Total units sold, 52 for a cool $5.3 million. Yes, it is truly the year of Spider-Man. Because I was thinking, I was like, I can guess the top two books. It's either going to be Action Comics 1 or Amazing Fantasy 1. Because if you, yep. Amazing Fantasy 15, because you've been following the auction heritages, uh, the heritage auctions this year, there were some high-grade books that hit like record new numbers. 2021 set record numbers, and uh, I think Action Comics had the record for like the most expensive book for like the longest time, and it was only a 9.0 if I'm not mistaken. And then this year, we saw some crazy grades come. But uh, yeah, summary. You know these; these are all pretty straightforward. But wow, what a year for Spidey! It's been mentioned that he's become the heart of the MCU after Tony Stark's death in Endgame. However, we longtime Spidey fans. Always seen him as the heart of the Marvel Comics universe. So this is just a natural progression for the relatable character. And how about Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock in the MCU proper now? That helped Daredevil gain a ton of traction last year among these heavy hitters. Please note the ultimate fallout number four is hanging out with the biggest comic grills. That's pretty amazing that a the modern book can hang with these big grills. Let that sink in for a second. It's moved from a dollar bin book from 2012 to now where it's nestled between the Punisher and the man without fear sure it had a more volume in action comics only two sales but still see miles morales first appearance on the list is awe-inspiring it's a book we're not done yet boys and girls no now <laughs> it's the highest sales volume for variant comics here's what things here's where things get a little interesting rare and expensive variants simply don't have the numbers to rank in the most sold variant list however the highest sales list Show help showcase the variants that collectors are investing in. However, these rich these variants also have to be easier to find than high price ones that may only sell a few copies a month or even a year. So I already got a sneak peek on it. JB wants yeah, to start off. What do we got for number ten? Ah, all right. At number ten, we've got the Young Avengers number one Wizard World two thousand and five sketch cover. There was only 95 units sold, but for 73 grand in this book. And this is a modern book, basically. 2005. Come on. 
Yep, I got this in 9.8 signed by Jim Chung. Brian even has the rarer 9.5 special 9. CGC uh, Wizard World one. Yeah, so. so I really can't. I, got, I really can't say one for one then because I don't have this book. Yeah. That's but this covers, this covers all sales, right? Including graded. So, yeah, you're on the list. You're on the list. Well, no, 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 mine, the, this one, the... The Matt one I have is Matt. different. Yeah. yeah, it's different. It's yeah, like Matt. 9. Yeah, 5. Matt. This does not include the nine point five uh, Wizard World one. So there, okay. you are off this list. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, maybe oh, maybe I'll come back later. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hey, you're on your own special list. Yeah, you're you're on your own special bus. <laughs> All right. So Young Avengers Wizard World two thousand and five sketch variant. Uh, I'm glad I got mine when I did. All right. Okay, uh, Gabe. What do we got for number nine? Holy right. cow. Oh, I actually have this. Uh, King Spawn number one, Todd McFarlane signed a uh, one in 250 variant from uh, Image <laughs> Comics from 2021. Uh, total units sold 101 copies with a total value of sales 74,939.41. I'm confused. There was only 250 of these, and 101 of those 250 were sold on the aftermarket? No, uh, it was a ratio of a hundred of two of two hundred and fifty. Stores had ordered two hundred fifty copies to get this. I think oh, it was one something in two fifty. Like, yeah, one it was okay. One thousand six hundred ninety five that were that were created. So basically, unless you're a big online store or torpedo, you were ordering one of these. Like it was essentially a one per store variant for uh, regular LCSs, right? But if you right. could do like volume, like torpedo or Midtown or something, maybe you can get two. Um, you know, Todd McFarlane, you know, but a lot King of stores Spawn. just pre-ordered it too. They, a lot of stores got more than like two or three because they pre-ordered and pre-sold it ahead of time too. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. yeah. King Spawn number one. Todd, Todd Farler keeps on going, keeps yeah. on trucking. He knows what the people like. All right. What do we got for number eight? Wow. You're muted. Jack. Yeah. Jack, it's up to you. Jack, you're muted. You're still oh, muted, yeah. Jack. Zerker number one. There you go. The John Boy Myers one in 1000 exclusive signed by Keanu Reeves. This is from Boom Studios in 2021. So same kind of thing as that Todd McFarlane signed before it got to the customer. It sold just 29 units, but totaled $75,327.15. Wow. That is wow. a hell. Let me see. You won the fucking lottery if you got that book. Ninety-five for seventy-three thousand. One hundred and one for seventy-four thousand. Twenty-nine for mm-hmm. seventy-five grand. John Boy Myers is a dope artist too. Keanu, uh, that's a tough signature. He does not sign, so that was a rare opportunity to get his. Yeah, signature. we don't have his signature on this book either. It's <laughs> on a picture. All right, we got for number seven. Oh, yeah, ah. is, you know this book. This is Edge of the Spider Verse number two. The Greg oh. Land one in twenty-five. Tim is cringing mm. because he had it in his hands and he let it slip oh. through his fingers. Signed by Greg Land one nine point eight. I remember or, racking this when I worked in comic book stores. I remember this first came out. I racked it. You Nobody racked the one. Well, I mean, no the Edge of Spider Verse number two. I mean, Nobody it started cared. gaining traction when people started like, "Oh, hey, this first appearance of Spider Gwen, Spider Man, Squatter Man," and then find out not many people were ordering one in twenty fives that I can, I, I no. you know, I know. especially I bought mine. Yeah, no, stores no, have I'm, to order like three no. months in advance. You had no idea yeah. what was happening by the time this book came out. I yeah, bought mine even, in even after that book came out. It didn't get immediate heat. Uh, I, the creators of 
this book uh, are from the Charlotte area and they used to hang around my LCS a lot. And when they had told us that the book got picked up for its own solo series, that's when like I went hard trying to go back and get Edge of Spider-Verse 2s. And you could still walk into shops and see them on the on the shelf for a cover price. Um, yeah. So. I think the only one, the only ones I have left are the uh, design variants. Is the only uh, Edge of Spider Verse number two. Oh yeah, I, I got left. a lot of fourth, fourth and third prints for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, where they just changed like the color on the like yep. uh, the top part. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think this book still has room to grow, uh, in my opinion. When the Spider Gwen makes her live action appearance, it's it's a matter of time. I think Edge of Spider Verse number two, the Greg Lamb one in twenty five in two thousand and fourteen. Man, only seventeen copies so far. Eighty grand. What can be number six? Damn, oh man, we saw this book already. Next up, we've got Something is Killing the Children. Issue number one, the Jenny Frizon Unlocked Variant from 2019 IDW. 372 units sold for 80 grand. Wow. And wow. then, uh, I mean, I this book's only this and then House of Slaughter. And then when it's coming to Netflix, and you know, hopefully. Netflix doesn't cancel it after one season, you know, or, you know, what they do, you know, or some, it just can kill the momentum. But, you know, when the book comes out before the show, sometimes it can continue its own thing. Remember Lock and Key was hot for a minute and then Netflix took forever. Did they ever do a second season of Lock and Key? I don't think, think so. I don't think it's I mean, Sweet Tooth is another book, right? That DC book by uh, that was done that got a lot of press. It was hot for a minute, so yeah. you know it, another you know, Netflix. Why the Last Man, and then that show went away. So that that book kind of supposedly it's getting. Tr they're trying to sell it to another studio, though. Uh, for Why the Last Man? That book was in development hell forever. Finally got yeah, made, Deadly, and then they, then they stopped it. Yeah. All right. So something is killing the children. Jenny Freeze on number one, the unlocked variant coming at number six. What do we got for number five? Ah, I remember this. Oh man, I have this. Really? Gabe. Uh Amazing Spider-Man number four, the Roberto Ramos one in ten uh from Marvel in 2014. This is the uh first appearance of uh Cindy, uh, Sandy Moon? Moon, right? Yeah, so totally Cindy Moon. Sold. Cindy Moon. Uh 136 no, copies. This is, this is the first is that on of silk? Silk. Okay, silk. Cindy Moon silk. was issue number one. Perfect. Well, so, uh, kind of her foot in issue number one, yeah. Uh, total value of sales, $83,727. Yeah, so remember book. way earlier this, seems like two years ago, but uh, earlier this year it was announced that Sony was doing a Silk uh, live-action series um, and supposedly coming to Amazon Prime or somewhere. Somewhere besides Disney Plus, I know that, and it was going to be standalone, not connected to Spider Man, but who knows now? Uh, remember, Sony had said they were going to do a bunch of other crazy shit too, like Madam Web and uh, 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 Silver Sable, and all these other ones. But with the new partnership with uh, Disney now, all those plans could change. But uh, I would love to see you know Silk, so Cindy Moon's origin, like Ryan was saying, in Amazing Spider Man number one. She gets bit by the same radioactive spider that bit Peter Parker. So that's a cameo. Her cameo is, uh, if you want to say, you know, it's one of those confusing things. She comes out as this, but she, and if you look at issue number one, actually open up the book and read it inside, it actually shows right after the spider bites Peter Parker, it bites her and she becomes so. Boom. There you go. So there you go. Amazing Spider Man number four, Humberto Ramos, one in 10. Good to see. You. I think I have the regular cover of this still pretty soft. So I'm, I'm happy. Hey, now, Damn, Star Wars makes the list. 
big book here. We're looking at Star Wars The Clone Wars number one. This is the Dark Horse limited to 1000 version whoa, uh, whoa. from 2008. Uh, there were 19 total sales totaling $88,799.99. Yeah, this is yeah. Uh, a thousand limited to a thousand print run. That's a pretty amazing. Um, you know, and okay, let's put ourselves in the year 2008. Star Wars: The Clone Wars is on the uh, was on the Cartoon Network, right? It mm -hmm. wasn't before even Disney yet, I do believe. And I absolutely loved the original Clone Wars uh, series when it came out. Man, it really fleshed out the story of the Jedi and the Sith, and there's all these awesome storylines. And then. It wasn't until The Mandalorian, really, on Disney uh, Plus that people started going back, getting because this is when Dave Filoni blurred the line and says, nope, I'm taking what's canon and what's legacy, and I'm putting it all together and so we can get live-action Clone Wars, Ahsoka Tano, and all these characters that we never would thought would happen since Disney had said, we're drawing the line of what's canon and what's legacy. That line is blurred, so anything is possible nowadays, so that's why... Star Wars, The Clone Wars number one is so awesome. Only 19 units sold for $88,000, y'all. That is not too shabby at all. Somewhere Justin is really smiling right now. Yes, yeah, he, is. He, is. he probably yes. has 20 copies. Shit. Yeah, I bet he does. I saw a post he posted today of, I, it had to have been 30 issues of uh, Darth Vader number one. Yeah. Isn't it cool, though? On the cover, it actually says one of 1,000 copies. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. What do we got for number three? Ah, well, hey, I just was talking about Darth Vader. So Darth Vader number three, the Salvador La Roca, one in 25. This had 96 sales, and it totaled for 103725 bucks. Good old Afra. Is she coming? Yep. I got one of these up for sale on my eBay. Go check it out. <laughs> it's been almost seven years and we still haven't really seen Afra show up. That's 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 interesting. I have this one and I have the regular cover as well as the I think it was a Halloween or something reprint, uh, where they had done Dr. Afra. Um I'm trying to remember uh one of those, but yeah, I, I definitely have this, but yeah. This is one of those things where first time you see Dr. Afra show up in um live action. It's gonna blow up. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before, and it's gonna happen. I. It's know. gonna be unobtainable at that point. Yeah, good for me, bad for you. So, <laughs> Darth Vader number three, the Sabado La Roca, one in twenty-five variant from two thousand fifteen. Good God, what is number two? Number two, we've got Invincible Iron Man, issue number nine, the Chris Turcotti Apocalypse cover, originally published in two thousand and sixteen. We had a 117 units sold for 158 grand. Wow. That is the, this is the Riri Williams, right? Riri. Yeah. This is the Riri. Wow. I can't believe it was going for so long. For a, for a while there, I thought the, the women in power variant was the one to get and, and it had, and had Mary Jane Watson on the cover, but it was the first appearance of Riri Williams or Iron Heart. One of the two. I'm trying to remember, man. I, anyway, I remember getting that one. That was like the hot book for a minute, but that's pretty amazing that Ruby Williams book made this list. 117 units so for 158 grand. Wow. Just like another character when they're, when they've already been announced that they're coming. So sometimes people, like I said, it takes people to actually see God for them to believe it or get struck by lightning to believe lightning is real before they actually buy it. Just like they need to see the character actually moving on the big screen before they go out and buy the book. But, you know, what are you going to do? So That's what okay. Is Let them wait. I'll have right. it before they will, and I'll sell it to let them. Let them eat cake and, and let them eat number one. Get that FOMO. Oh. 
Oh, Boom. man. Where's Otto? Where's Otto when you need him when Otto sold well, his? Cooking, right? Yeah. So coming up, number one, we got Ultimate Fallout number four. The uh, Marco Djurgovic, one in 25. Shoo. Connecting variant. Uh, total units sold, 38. But that brought in a total sales of two, or I'm sorry, uh, 248,728. Dollars and sixty six cents. Another damn, quarter mil to damn. that ultimate Fallout Four. And Otto sold his. He had a. I think Otto had a nine point two sign by Dejervic, and, and he sold it or something like that. Because I was telling him, I oh, don't sold, that. sold it to King of the Golden State. I think he sold. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't sell a key. Hold on to it. Hold on to Is it. Is that like, true, man, sir? Is yeah, he's true? in here. Thanks again, Otto. There it is. <laughs> oh, <the> day. <laughs> he's rubbing it in, man. Where's There you go, bud. Good for you. Oh. Hold on to that bad boy tight. Well, Just I'm pretty wait. sure Otto got something fair for it. Don't tell us because, you know, uh, we don't want to rub it in on him. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, so, summary Ahsoka, Riri, Young Avengers, and all the first appearances. And these are all the rising stars of the Marvel comic verse and the MCU, and just simply the books that seem to have the staying power. These are books rising in value and are hands down some of the best books for a modern collector to have in their collection. Also on the list is the new trend to offer signed high ratio incentives, as seen with Razor's one, number one's one in 1000 signed Buchanan Reeves and King Spawn one, one in 250 signed by Todd McFarlane. They, these both came. These both came with a note from CGC allowing buyers to send these in for a signature series slab, signature series slab within a specific amount of time. God damn, that's a mouthful. These were expensive buy-ins, hence the high aftermarket cost. But dang, they're cool! And a big round of applause for something is killing the children. Number one, Jenny Freeze on Unlock variant, which was the only variant to make both variant lists top selling and most the highest sales volume. That's impressive, especially that impressive. Uh, what I would consider is an indie book. But, you know, I don't know if you can say an indie book is when it makes that much money. But um, hey, let's get right to somebody it. somebody backstream who wants to back, backstage. It wants to. Oh, hey, Are Otto, we're just talking. We're just talking about your book, Otto. Oh, I heard it. Trust me. I heard it. You heard it, huh? I, I'm watching. I'm watching. I hey, every time that book comes on the screen, do you cringe? Do your no, butt well, cheeks you tighten? Do you, I, does your stomach get tight? Here? Like, trades go east, trades go west, right? But hold on a second. I actually, to defend it, I won that book for $30, okay? I sold it to King of the Golden State for somewhere around 1000 wherever he is, all right? Uh-huh. I bought uh, an X-Men 129 9.6, and I bought a Tomb of Dracula 10 7.5 with that money at that time. So, that works. Mm-hmm. Right. Well wow. played, my friend. Okay, well You're still losing. I'm played. sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, listen, dude, I've, <laughs> lost, I've lost so much of my life, it doesn't even matter. But what am I going to do? I paid 30 bucks for it. I mean, so... That's it. Why are you you here? You did did really good. You turned that into two major keys at great grades. That's that's a good While you're here, Otto, you want to do some reading? Yeah, let's see what you got. Take us home. You'll start off first then. Uh, We're going to do the highest sales volumes for subsequent printings, meaning second, third, fourth, fifth, sometimes 15th print. What do we got for the first one, Otto? Oh, we got this one right here. This is Star Wars Darth Vader number 3D. Addy Granoff, fourth print. The purple one right here. 57 units sold. My God. A total sale of $25,681.37. 
Look at this book right here. A fourth print purple cover. Oh my God. I have, I have the first print. I, I don't even think it's worth as much as this fourth print, to be honest with you. I'm, 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 right? All yeah. right. All right, this is going to be part of my video haul that I do of books that be graded. I have two of these, uh, the first print of this variant, as well as the regular cover uh, that are going off the CGC. All right, uh, so Star okay. Wars, Darth Vader, number three, the Adi Granoff, fourth print, purple variant. Shout out to Adi Granoff's hot wife, by the way. All right, what do we got for number nine? Oh, yeah. All right, at number nine, we've got something that's killing the children. Number one, the fourth print from Boom Studios sold 172 copies for 27000 fourth print and what do we say this was at eight and going to nine with yeah, a I think, yeah, david I think, mac uh, cover yeah. crazy it just continues to grow and grow and once the series come who knows all right so number nine something is killing the children number one gabe what do we got for number eight wow number eight uh i've seen a trend here we got something is, is killing killing the children number one sixth print from boom studios 2019 uh 58 copies sold with the total sales of $30,911. Well, Jack, let's go to number seven and see if the trend continues. Ah, broke yeah, the trend. I can print, though. You know, that's all right. That's all right. We've got all printings of everything Carnage and Venom this year. This is Amazing Spider-Man 361, the second print from Marvel in 1992, moving 181 units for a total of $36,787.30. Wow, second print of Carnage. We'll see if how if we see if this one has. Yeah, we'll see if this one has legs, man. I have the Silver Sable first appearance that uh, second print also, where it's just a silver. You know, this is back in the day when Marvel, when their second printings, they just did a different color on them. You know, now now when they do second printings, it's a totally different cover. But back in the you know in in the nineties, if it was a second print, eh, we'll just make it a different color or just make a no color or drab or silver or something like that. All right, so number seven, ASM number three sixty one, the second print. Um, is Otto up again? Yeah, no, I'll I'll go. right here. Oh, who's up? He's Ryan? Go, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ryan. I'm sorry. We always forget about Ryan. There you go, Ryan. Good. You get to say his name. I don't have to say his name. Yeah. Venom number three, Ryan Stegman, third print, 158 yes, copies sold this year. Uh, and 57237 bucks for the, the year, baby. I think people are still hoping for, against all hope for Kano right. appearing in the in the MCU. We we shall see. I think see, that's Canal and Void, but who am I to say? Touche, touche. All right. Venom number three. I'm surprised there's uh more Thor books haven't and Venom books haven't appeared on here. But you know, sometimes you know when you hype your stuff up too much, it just fizzles out. So all right, Venom number three, Ryan Stegman, the third print variant from 2018. All right, Otto, you're up again. What do we got for number five? Another ultimate fallout book. Come on, you guys. <laughs> ultimate fallout for the Sarah Pacelli, the second print right here from 2011. Sold 565 units for a total sales, holy crow, of $93,899.96. Oh, my Lord. Look at is that. It- isn't this misprinted? Isn't isn't this one or one of them supposed to be the third print and a they misprinted it as the second print? Because there's two second prints. Yeah, this yeah. one was second this prints. one was given away for free to retailers uh, for certain for certain order requirements. I can't remember what the stipulations were, um, but that's why there's two two actual second prints. 
And for those of us who have been collecting for a while now, the market has was not nearly as robust in 2011. Oh, um, that was the crash. That was the Oh, yeah. The you go crash. to the year LCS on 2011. Uh, I remember and right around that time I was I was uh, specking on Morning Glories. Remember that book from Image when it yep. came out? <laughs> Great. Great. You know, yeah, that, I was I was specking Morning Glories and Chew. Uh, there was another image title right <laughs> at, at that time. Chew uh, was, was a huge book back then. Hell yeah! Chew was supposed to be coming to Showtime, uh, but it never got made for the uh, for you know for the longest time. I was like, "Morning Glory is going to get made." Like I remember the story. My the LCS I used to go to, not Comic Tunes and Toys and Tustin, but uh, Comic Quest in Lake Forest, um, only allowed you to get uh, two copies, and they had ten copies of Morning Glory's number one. So I went there and I, I talked to him into selling me three. And then I had my girlfriend go in there and buy another three. So I had six copies of Morning Glory number one at the This is when the book was still out, but there was like, you know, on the West Coast, we have the benefit of the doubt when on the East Coast it sells out. And then my from my shop, for some reason, people didn't really weren't hyped to it. And that, that little comic shop that I go to, or they used to go to, but I no longer go to, it's Comics, Tunes, and Toys is where I go now. But Ultimate Fallout number four from 2011. Just think about the, those were the barren days, boys and girls. Right? What do we got uh, who remembers four? Peter Pan's or Faust? Oh, oh that yeah, was one. that yeah. book that was, was huge, that book, huge, that, huge. That, and but that um, book was rare as hell to find too. You can't find it anywhere. Hey, look at that. We got a Captain right, Marvel on the book. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Next up, we've got Captain Marvel issue number 17, second print from 2013. 29 units sold. That's not that many for 94 grand. Ooh. Good Ooh. lord. I'm this telling is, you, what's the difference? Is this is this one of the ones where the only difference between the first print and the second print was it goes blue across the bottom instead of red? I think no, this is a, a totally cover. different cover. Yeah, it's yeah. totally this is a different cover. cover. Yeah. Okay, this yeah, is the first totally uh, Kamala Khan cover. Yeah, right. yeah, Kamala Khan is a cult following, and when they show the when she comes to Disney Plus, it's gonna blow up. So uh, yeah. number four on the list, Captain Marvel number seventeen, the second print for two thousand thirteen. Ooh, I'm getting excited. We're down our last three on the list. Yeah, what do we got for number go. three? Ooh. On, oh, here we go. Uh, number three, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number one, third print from Mirage Studios, 1998. Uh, 75 copies moved uh, whew, with a total value coming up to just below $100,000. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, it's just rounded off. Seventy-five copies, a hundred thousand dollars. Then you guys can do the math, man. But good lord, I'm good lord. I had first prints of the first four magazine size of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I was actively in my LCSs in 1985. At my first ever comic book as a kid was Ninja Turtles number one, but yeah. it's a fifth print. And I also remember buying the nice. tick right off the shelf too, first printing. Uh, you know, because and I just looked at it. I go, the tick. He goes, and then I remember my my the guy the comic shop owner goes. He goes, what do you think people said when they saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Like, okay, boom, I'm going to buy the tape, right? <laughs> then I'll buy Black Belt Radioactive Hamster Suit. It didn't quite pan out as well, but you know how things go. So TMNT, third print from Mirage, 1985, almost 100 grand for just 75 units sold. Ooh. All right, Jack, what do we got for number two? Hey. All right, coming in at number two, one of your favorite and mine, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number one, the second print from Mirage in 1984. This book is older than me, with a total unit sold of 43 and a total value sales of $115,202.10. That uh, is amazing. And this is, uh, I, I, I put this on pure nostalgia buy yeah. what buyers with disposable income right because you know 
Teeny you can't get the first print, you get the second print. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's people don't really spec on because let's be honest, the movies are pretty horrible. Um, you know, the new uh, movies but, are garbage. The first ones are the first ones. Yeah. Fantastic. The original one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Casey Jones and I, you know, I remember, I remember, but I was a big fan of the original comics because they were a lot more dark and gritty and, yeah. you know, and they weren't the pizza cowabunga guys that, no, you know, they eventually no, they dark, became super, super popular. Super popular. Yeah. All right, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number one, the second print. Uh, it's number two on the list. Ryan, you get the last get one on the, the list. What do we got for least. number one? Hey, now. Here we go. Miles Morales, ultimate fallout number oh, four, the Mark Bagley second print, 750 total units for the year sold, and the sales total, 169,207. 196. Oh, 96. Did my dyslexia yeah. kick in? Yes, it did. Or you just perv, <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is the second year in a row that it's been the year of Miles Morales, right? So yeah. um, that's and, and we're not even, okay. There's no, ceiling on those, there's no ceiling on those books either. They, yeah. they, can, they can continue to go up. We still got one more list, uh, one more no. list and do, and when Otto's here, so we're going to make him read them all. All right. Yeah, uh, right. This, <laughs> this was a fascinating list. Team NT had a colossal year again with the second and third prints of the original number one hitting new highs. Knowles, most popular color from, from his first full appearance, is still sought after. After dropping in value in 2021, fans took the opportunity to buy up the first appearance on long term potential. Miss Marvel slash Kamala Khan makes her only appearance on the list, though we have a feeling she'll take next year's list over. Miles continues to reign, and something is killing the children's multiple printings for the first issue take two spots, though we still like the second print the best. Dr. Dr. Afra sneaks in with her purple fourth variant in the last second. Perfect timing, too, as her first appearance is picking up right now, thanks to some possible hints of her existence in the book of Boba Fett, episode two. Spoiler alert! But Spoiler. <laughs> right. All right, uh, I, this may be the. Uh, We're not last. doing another list, let, are we? <laughs> let me uh, here. Let me uh, stop sharing and then make sure you guys can uh, say hi to people for a second. Let me. Uh, yo people. yo. What's up? Yeah, let me let me see how long the list goes on before I uh, see. Commit to it. This is a full house. I'm. I gotta That's work good. tomorrow. I, I gotta get up at five in the morning. Two hours and twenty minutes, and there's still 118 people strong. People love, lists, right. man. People love to hear lists. If Where's the thumbs up? Wrong. All you. All right. All you not, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our. This is like our last ten. I think we're 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 getting there. So, uh, guys, welcome Otto to the show. He hasn't been on the show in about two years, I think. Yeah, it's been all like but you know, hey, listen, you you invoked it. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I'm paying attention. And then you brought it. I go. I <laughs> he invoked his name when we brought That's it. Right. Up. Look at it. So all, right. all right. So let's get right to it, boys and girls. This is the highest sales volumes of uh, newsstands. Okay. So let's get right to it. Oh, Otto, what do we got God. for number 10? Ooh, we got hot right now. This is the hotness. Moon Knight number one, the newsstand from 1980. Classic, iconic cover. Um, you see all of his different e uh, characters on there. Uh, total units sold was 346. Total sales of $48,723.53. 1980s goodness right here, man. A 50-cent book. That's I'm trying to remember, is that is that Frenchie the cabbie, or was he a cabbie on one of those two? The guy that's he wearing the... Yeah, that's yeah, he, he had different personalities. And one of them yeah, was yeah. All his egos right there. Yeah, one of them was a cabbie, I thought. Uh, you know, yeah. I swear yeah. to God. Or was, or was Frenchie the name of his sidekick that was a cabbie? Frenchie I was his sidekick, but he was a cabbie. Yeah, which is yep. so weird. Like, I'm a billionaire. I went crazy. I'm a cabbie now. But anyway, Moon Knight number one, the newsstand, 346 for 48K. All right, what do we got for number nine? Oh, man, another book Otto sold. He sold this one to me. 
<laughs> Savage She-Hulk number one newsstand. I, he sold me a nine point six. Otto, what else you got for sale, man? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. right. After 100, 100, I'm not selling anything. I'm dying with this stuff. All right. <laughs> 189 units sold for 60 grand. Savage She-Hulk number one oh. newsstand. This has not even close to hit the ceiling yet. I mean, right. imagine with that little 10 second teaser trailer we saw. It's uh, it, once live action, it's it's still got room to just blow up yeah. and grow. This was one so, of Stanley's favorites. That was one of the last things that he did. And that, that's yeah, still right. a book that the newsstand wasn't that high in, the, in 1980. I mean, that was no. still, or that was a dominant thing, was the newsstand back then. It wasn't dominant. Yeah, newsstand was definitely a dominant. And let me, uh, n- let's uh, pull up the graphic real quick, Mark. It's not like you guys got anything to do tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> what is it, 1980? Yeah. Boom! Newsstand was still pretty about 90 percent of the market. So yeah. uh, there you go. It's just some people yeah. just you know they're just believers in it. You know, your nineteen eighty newsstand does not impress me. Everybody <laughs> no, on Instagram. Not. All right, what do we got up after uh, Savage Sea Hulk? Oh, all right. So coming up, uh, this is a great one. So Amazing Spider-Man one ninety four uh, newsstand first appearance of Black Cat. Uh, 1997, 147 units sold, coming in at $65,896.51. All right. So I sold one yesterday. Who, for those who That's don't right. know. On my slabs, baby. When the beach was broken in uh, No Way Home, uh, there was a female figure in one of the uh, uh, silhouettes in the breach, and people are saying that it's Black Cat and that she's going to be in the next version of spider live action spider-man that's why this book yeah google it it's a thing people have done videos dissecting the shit out of it one of them is craven the guy that's holding the spear yeah they said they saw rhino and scorpion Scorpion, and yeah and but one of them they also said black hat was also in there and it makes sense that peter if mj is no longer in his life they have to do felicia hardy right that's that's part of peter parker's history they got to do that all right are they also saying superior spider-man was one of them too with Doc Gawk as Spider-Man, you mean? Yeah. Yep. All right. ASM 194 newsstand from 1979. Boom. My God, again. What do we got? This is spawn number one. Uh, oh, I think it's Jack. It's Jack. Well, that's right. Go ahead, Ryan. It's Ryan, 207 Ryan. Uh, units sold. <laughs> 67,510 big ones for the wow. year of 2021. The book that keeps on looking, man. Spawn number one newsstand. Wow. All right. All right, Jack. What do you got for number six? All right. Hey. Uncanny X-Men number 129. Of course, the newsstand variant from Marvel in 1980. Sold 139 total units for a total sales volume of $106,910.98. Do you feel redeemed now, Otto? Since that's a little bit, you... a little bit. I, <laughs> I, 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 because you know, what, you know what I'm saying. This is very funny. You say that, Tim, because this is how you know Tim knows we've been together so long. He knows in my head what I'm thinking. I'm thinking to myself, this still has more legs than now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? This is a multiple first appearance book. This is the future right here. Like I'm thinking to myself, I still. Did I got to okay. look at my slab. I got to see if mine is a newsstand or not. Because, uh, mo- like I said, majority of the books in the 1980 that came out were newsstands. So, but yeah. I got mine slabbed and signed by Chris Claremont. So I got to go peep it out. Yeah, if you oh, got God. a D, if you got direct market, man, that that'd be cool. Yeah, I would go. I know. Like, well, me and Gabe are going oh, anti the newsstand on on uh, Instagram. Eighties and seventies books. Yeah, show me the DM yeah. stuff. That'd be great. All right, all right. So number six on the list: Uncanny X Men number one twenty nine. Otto, what do we got for number five? All right. Well, hey, hotness Ooh. right now. We got more Boba Fett here. We've got Star Wars, um, uh, number 42, the newsstand from 1980 again. 
Total units sold was 169 for a total sales of $108,323.94. Boba Fett's on the cover. You've got the other bounty hunters. This is a classic cover, you guys. I mean, this yeah. doesn't get more Star Wars. I just sold two of these. Is it just yeah. me? Or do they make Trando? Do they make Trando look weird on yeah. Boba Fett? I got two yeah. more if you need one. Yeah. All right, number five on the list, Star Wars number 42, newsstand from 1980. All right, what do we got for number four? JB. Right, number four, Amazing Spider-Man issue number 252 from 1984. 318 units sold of that black suit, Spidey, for 129 grand. I got my newsstand. Amazing Spider-Man number 252. One of the I've had this graded covers. so many times. I, I I don't think I've ever gotten anything over a nine in this book. Shame on you. I think I got a nine a nine point eight or somewhere. I'm trying to think if it's, it's this one or uh, the other black cover. One of the two. Yeah, because in 1984, majority of them were newsstand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Amazing Spider-Man 252 newsstand. We're down to the last three boys and girls. I promise you, this time it's the down to the last three. <laughs> All right. What do we got for number three? Holy cow! We have oh. a Rob Liefeld sighting. Here we go. 1991. We got a uh, New Mutants 98 newsstand. Uh, first Deadpool. Total units sold 175 copies. With the total sales coming out to $145,116.12. Wow. Never thought I'd see this book on any list. But apparently it's... Uh... I had five copies at one point, three nine eights, two nine sixes. Sold them all before, uh, right when the first movie came out. But you know, who would have known Marvel was going to buy Disney, or Disney was going to buy Fox, and Marvel is going to do, be doing an R-rated version of Deadpool still uh, somewhere on some type of platform. So I think that's what's getting the the sales of this rejuvenated again. If you don't already have one, so New Mutants number ninety eight newsstand. What do we got for number two, Jack? All right. Talked about the second print a minute ago. This is the Amazing Spider-Man 361 newsstand, which we've already talked about this book as well, from Marvel in 1992, which sold 573 units for $237,941.31. Nobody cared about Carnage. Nobody cared about Carnage for the movies. Uh, Nobody. I swear to God. Man, it was... Maybe a $20 book, you know, raw, but, you know, it wasn't going crazy like it was this year. And then I don't know if it will continue to go on to be, I don't know if what what's going to happen with Carnage. I mean, unless Feige does something with them, because it was kind of petered out, uh, you know, for whatever you think of the movie. All right. ASM 361. I don't know what the hell number one is, but, but what is out. it, Dark Side Let's Jedi? Out, baby. ASM oh, 300, the newsstand variant. Uh, yeah, like we saw before, two hundred forty-nine dollars or two hundred ninety-four uh, total units sold for two hundred sixty thousand thousand dollars. Wow! I think Venom total. is of the two characters. Venom definitely has more legs. I mean, yeah. if oh, Venom yeah. ever comes oh, yeah. into the MCU, boom, it's gonna happen. Always be careful of specking villains, guys, because Carnage is definitely a villain. You know. Venom started as Venom, became a hero, anti-hero, and all this stuff. And now they have symbiotes and all kinds of crazy stuff. So there's a lot of room for that to grow. So there we go. And <laughs> it's not surprising that this list is very similar to the first newsstand list by units. So once again, Spawn is in a, in a sea of Marvel's heavy hitters. Deadpool sneaks into the list with its only entry. Boba Fett, who had a massive year in 2020, just barely makes it as well. Boba seems to be steady right now, but that X-Men 129 is a new contender with the first appearance of Emma Frost and Kitty Pride. This is just a flare in the comics guy that 2022 is coming, going to be the year of the 
mutant movement in the aftermarket. You like that, Otto? First, like let's it. see if those Charles Xavier's rumors are true for Doctor Strange into the virtual multiverse of madness. We heard that oh. they would be in, uh, in, in introducing the Illuminati. If you've been watching Lord's Lombox for the last three years, we've been talking about the <laughs> Illuminati coming to live action. So it shouldn't be a surprise to any of y'all that it could be seen. There was, I think it was a toy leak or some leak of the kind of the, uh, the X-Men animated series version of his wheelchair, the kind of super tank that he had as a wheelchair. Do you, do you guys remember what I'm talking about? The, gold the one, hover the chair. Gold one. The yeah, hover yeah chair, it was like yeah. a hover chair. It didn't really even yeah. can't even call it a wheelchair because it had no wheels on it, though. So there you go. The 2021 year-end wrap-up. There you have it. 2021 was a year. Well, felt like the same year before it. We didn't even know what to call it. With that said, we were thrilled to hit conventions this year for the first time since 2019, so that felt pretty amazing. What's even more impressive is how the comic book aftermarket not only proved to, to be pandemic-proof, but had its best year in the aftermarket, in the best year ever in aftermarket sales. I would say the pandemic caused people to buy more books online than ever so because of cons or so many cons were closed. Comic shops were even didn't have new stock for the longest time. Remember that? There was a shutdown where Diamond didn't uh, send out anything for a, like a month or two. A lot of stores well, went out of business too. Yep. So there were so many hot books. Many of you are probably asking yourself why many books didn't make the list. Well, we wish we could make these lists go 50 books each. No, I don't. No, we do no like we don't. But we do like to sleep when we can. Thank you. Again, let's mention how the market has doubled in price. Truly amazing. With productions up and running, here's to an upcoming year packed with comic book content across Marvel, DC, Image, Scout, Dark Horse, boom, and more. Marvel was able to steer its ship content. It Marvel was able to steer its content ship in two thousand. Was able to share its content ship in two thousand twenty-one. Hence, its heavy presence in this year and list. However, we can't wait to see what two thousand and twenty-two brings you. With all that, we graciously thank all of you for trusting us and our content and our site, coverprice.com. We do our very best to bring you the very accurate sales estimates on all your comics based on actual sales data. As we continue to grow, expect to see more good stuff coming your way. Wow. All right. Uh, still at 106. That's amazing. We're going at two hours and 40 minutes right now. And uh, we will graciously put this uh, you guys out of your misery uh, or, <laughs> or ourselves out of our misery. Um uh, JB, any last words since you go on a vacation? Yeah, man. What can you say about man. this chat? Uh, 107 people at two and a half hours in. Thank you. I can't say anything else. Just thank you so much for all the support all year. And just just sit back and relax because we are going to have so much great content coming forward this next year. It's going to be a great year. Stick with us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for being here this year, JB, and uh, coming in late this year, but still a very uh, cool member of the community. I've known for a couple of years now. Gabe loves 90s comics. What's any last words? Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for showing up. Uh, 2022 is going to be crazy. So keep it around and check us out. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Gabe loves 90s comics and uh, Ninja Comics on Whatnot. I got a Whatnot sale happening this Saturday. So Ninja Comics on there. Perfect segue to a brand new addition to Lord's show this year and a very valued member as well. All of our me members bring a very specific skill set, uh, kind of like Liam Neeson and Taken, right? Uh, <laughs> Jack, a.k.a. Mr. Bolo, any last words? Yeah, man. You know, I, I've really been blessed to be able to jump on here and join you. Um, you know, I wasn't doing any YouTube stuff in the early part of uh, this year. It's been the biggest year for me in comics by far. Um, but it's been such a blessing to come here and chop it up with you whenever I can on Thursday nights and uh, join the Lord's crew. One of the best, if not the best chat 
in comics. Hundred people, like you said, rocking with us for how many hours? Just incredible. Yeah, going on two hours and forty five minutes. Otto, any last words? No, I'm you were joining first time in what? A year? A year? Well, yeah. No, since, I, mean, since I think you were on a you were on a letter show about. I a jumped few on the letters ago. a couple times here and there, you know, with work calls, you know. So uh, that's about it. But it was fun to hear that, and I was sitting here watching the show, listening to all you guys talk, and we brought the book up. I said, "Oh boy, here we go." So just finally, great to hang out with everybody. And uh, tomorrow night, three men in the basement. We're going live at eight o'clock between myself and Roger. We have ten box heroes uh, mystery boxes that they did for the Black Friday. That we've been sitting on ten so of them. Those we bought ten of five each. So Ooh. there's two grand prizes still out there. So who knows? Um, but other than that, man, it's just I'm happy to be with the Lords. Happy to hang out with you guys and see everybody in the chat. I definitely miss it, but I'm definitely in the back in the back of the house watching everything. So great to see everybody. Thank you very much. Speaking of back of the house, Dark Side Jedi ain't last words. Good night, everybody. <laughs> He's <laughs> it's like it's on the hell. East Coast. I got to get up at five in the morning. <laughs> I haven't even eaten dinner yet, but uh, shout oh, out to God. everybody in the live chat. Shout out, big shout out to Matt DeVoe, uh, the guys over at CoverPrice.com for helping us with this list. Our sponsors, My Slabs, and also our sponsors, KRSComics.com. Make sure you check out KRS Comics tomorrow for this gorgeous Natalie Sanders variant that's dropping. Wait, Use discount code LOTLB to save yourself some duck bones from your ribs. And there's also still this Batman First Queen Goblin cover available on KRS Comics tomorrow. Uh, until next time, I will probably see you guys Sunday uh, for our letters and long boxes and scoops from Mikey Sutton. As always, thanks everybody in the panel, all the Lords members, uh, JB uh, and everybody. I was thinking, uh, excuse me, Nemesis Prime, Manimal, whoever uh, are on our normal cover price show. And uh, see you Sunday. And uh, have a we'll start off in 2022 with a kick-ass new year. And thank you guys all. Make sure you guys like the video, subscribe, all that good stuff. And shout out to everybody of our friends that are in the live chat. You guys aren't just followers, subscribers, you're our friends. And so it's always great to see you guys chopping it up in there, like on a Wednesday afternoon at your LCS. And as always, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.